You're listening to episode 257 of the Major Issues Podcast, where we're talking Spidey, doing our best to pay tribute to Kevin Conroy, and giving our full Wakanda forever recap and review. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason, that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am joined by the magnificent, the astonishing, the downright amazing, and sometimes spectacular, A-Rob the Marvel God, let them hear yo, you. Yo, 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 what's good, yo, how you feeling? it is it's a it's a monumentous week over here at the major issues podcast wakanda forever has dropped black the black panther highly anticipated sequel we'll be getting into the nitty-gritty when it comes to that what a movie a lot to talk about but before we get into any of that, you know what we like to do each and every week. We like to start off with the latest and greatest that comes to news, rumors, casting, and speculation when it comes to comic books and comic book media. Now, fortunately, we have a person that's able to scour the entire multiverse and look for the juiciest nuggets of news, everything that is fit to print. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is A-Rob the Marvel God with the news yo 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 i know i've been scouring out here y'all i've been scouring the multiverse i've been going into other multiverses but you know i've, I've been keeping it just at our timeline for now but uh, we have some major issue news man we have some ant-man news some deadpool news and some news about our neighbor friendly neighborhood spider-man so you know but first of all First off, the first, the first, the official theatrical trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will be out in the first week of December, so look out for that. And if you guys don't know, Ant-Man 3 will follow Scott and his daughter, Cassie Lang, with Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne to explore the quantum realm, where they will interact with some of the strangest creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. And we will finally see the threat to the multiverse that is Kang. We was Kang, y'all. <laughs> so check out Ant-Man and Wasp Quantum Media coming February 17th. That's my birthday month in 2023, y'all. And yeah, um, February is kind of a dead month for um, film in general. Uh, some films do absolutely terrific like deadpool was released in february when it was first released in 2016 um but not every film fares well the ant-man films in general have been on the lower end of the gross you know when it comes yeah. to these I, I i dig them but at performative you know they they usually uh kind of make less money i'm wondering if the promotion moving forward this is going to be the biggest ant-man film ever i wonder if the promotion moving forward is going to allow for a bigger box office draw um when you announce that you're bringing in things like kang and jonathan majors and all that stuff um i'm also uh, super yeah. curious if if there are people who haven't seen loki 
what Kang looks like mm. to those people, right? What, do they just go, oh, it's just another guy who is seemingly evil? Um, right, yeah, no. <laughs> right, but I also think something that's interesting, I rewatched the other trailer. Well, I guess you would call it the teaser trailer, right? Yeah. I rewatched that, and I didn't realize. I was just so like hyped with everything that I was seeing. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that Kang's line in the trailer is something about, like, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Like you guys are stuck here, but I can get you guys out of here, and you know, you know, if 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 you're willing to help me out, and right. that being a proposition, I wonder how Ant Man answers that, and I wonder if there's anything that they can clearly pin on Kang being a villain, right? Because this could be like <laughs> an old man they help across the street, not realizing he has a machine gun in his back pocket, right? Like, right. <laughs> like, he it's the like, old man to help across the wizard, but he's going to put a curse on you at the same time. Or right. So he could totally be like this person that's like, bro, I got stuck here too, bro. Like, help me help you kind of situation. Right, you know, yeah, um, no, I, I could definitely see that happening. Like, especially since the scope that, that he's posing on the multiverse and and as you said before like just this is like the first ant-man movie that we haven't like you know that's come out that hasn't come out after like a post-avengers film like the first right. one came out after age of ultron second one came right after uh you know infinity war just to see what was happening on the other side of the world when the snap went on i guess yeah <laughs> so I, this is I, definitely increasing that scope definitely I think that 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 placement also hurt those films, right? Because I feel like in a lot of ways, you know, you you would come down from the humongous high that is those big crossover films, those Avenger films, to then do the Ant-Man films, which were always a bit more intimate, smaller stories. But in in comparison, you're like, in a lot of ways, they felt like they had to move Scott off the board off the table so they could do his little adventure you know <laughs> while they're also doing a big adventure over here but this is the first time it feels like those things are are melding like ant-man and the watch quantumania is the first of the phase instead of ending the phase right that's nice. that's a that's a big kind of reverse in the way that he's been presented usually that the threat's kind of tailing off or the, the immediate threat that they just faced is kind of tailing off when you get to those films but um yeah, this Kang thing is going to be super cool. Still wondering who the hell that why they casted William Jackson Harper and why they announced it the last minute. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, was... I, yeah, Bill Murray, right? Like, what's that yeah, about? Clymar, so, yeah, like who who is that? He's a Hulk villain, but he's a, a microverse villain or the quantum realm villain. So, yeah, check him out, see what's up with that. I really cannot wait for this movie because, like you said, it. It, it's the first Ant-Man movie that's going to start a phase. He ended it. He's starting off the new high, and then he can only we can only go up from there. Yeah, like, and I feel like this this um this next trailer is going to be for the normies. This next trailer is going to be like, okay, remember all that weird stuff that we showed in that first one? Like the comic heads were all blowing up about it. But let me tell you guys what's actually happening. Who this man is? Why they're stuck here? Why that's a problem? And you know what? What the conflict of this thing is going to be? And I still, I'm still saying, you know, I, 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 I hope my man Scott makes it out of it. That's all I'm. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I just I hope, hope a Scott, Scott makes out of this. Makes there it out go. of this. Just, just one a Scott. There you go. Y'all check that out. It's coming soon. We was Kings. But in some more major issues casting news, it has been reported that Owen Wilson's Agent Morbius from the ever popular Disney Plus series Loki 
will be joining the cast of Deadpool 3 me, 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 alongside Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. And yep. in addition to Owen Wilson, a longtime favorite actor in the MCU, has been rumored to reprise another classic fantastic role of theirs. Ooh. Who could it be, guys, besides Owen Wilson? Who, who, who else is joining it? But before we get on that, how do you feel about Mobius joining Deadpool? That means the TVA is coming through too, man. How do you feel about it? It makes a lot of sense given the end of Deadpool 2. I was very curious as to whether or not any of the end of Deadpool 2 was canon to whatever universe he's dealing with. Like, is Vanessa still alive? Is, you know, right. like that. Like, he did. Like, um, now we've seen that the Green Lantern hasn't shown up, uh, the Hal Jordan version <laughs> hasn't shown up since he's done that. So maybe that, maybe that sticks. Um, but yeah, if he's dealing with time travel, there's something downright delicious about the idea that he possibly could have been doing this time travel roughly around the same time that Loki broke open the multiverse and now mm. his crimes are available to be seen by the TVA because obviously they would have existed in a whole other world that you know no one was paying attention to at the time so the idea that he has now found himself on their radar is super interesting this means this busts open the door for everything though this like this is if the tva is in this if the owen wilson of it all is 100 percent true wow uh it's oh, gonna wow wow wow, <laughs> wow you're a mutant wow <laughs> like, oh i haven't really proved one of you before oh, you're kind of funny i like you wow. <laughs> yeah um if if they're do if i mean i i the buddy cop thing already with Wolverine and Deadpool is um, amazing, but if you add in Mobius as a straight man trying to be in between those two, I think it's even better. Um, I want this to kind of be a uh, love letter slash poking fun at all that has been Marvel for the last 30 years, right? Like all yeah. Marvel in cinema. I need that. You know, get um, get Nick Cage in it. You understand? Get us Johnny Storm, like I mean Johnny Blaze. My mistake. Um, you know, get oh boy, he played Punisher in the first one. Like I want to see all that stuff, all that stuff. You know, like definitely, I need that. As you said, that I need Deadpool just to go to every previous Marvel universe just to make fun of them, just to dish out the quips, the jokes, the brutality, the violence. (laughs) Yeah. And then and like, then and then let it be gone. Let him go to Inhumans and mean like, how come there's no other Marvel characters on this show? Man, everybody else go to Inhumans. I yeah. will. That I'll be complete. That will be complete. I can <laughs> I can it. honestly see it. I can honestly see it. And plus, how Deadpool two ended, he time traveled a lot. He almost killed Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> he thought about it. That he really he really seriously did. So I, it's it's almost perfect. They're setting themselves up because. This uh, this film doesn't have to do anything. You understand know what I'm saying? Like in a rare in a rare in a rare occurrence, it doesn't have to move a plot or introduce a new legacy character. It doesn't have to do an open like uh, introduce a whole new world and do some world building on a world we never knew. It has to do none of that. This should be a like carefree sort of really just almost a love letter to everything Marvel's done up until this point. Uh, right. before, before he's thrust into a world where 
possibly not everyone takes him as funny as as he, th- he thinks he is. As he thinks he is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we're getting into some serious stuff when it when we talk about what happens in uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, some like like espionage, some government stuff. So um, uh, yeah. It will be cool to take some time with him, with Wade and Wolverine, and now Mobius, Wilson, Wade, and Wolverine. Get them all together. Get those guys together. Um, I I think it's great, and I hear rumors that he wants also to get Taylor Swift in. Uh, <laughs> I've also seen that rumor for the film. And I, as funny as that is, I would be mad at it. I would love to see her like to play like Typhoid Mary or like uh, Screech or like another she version should, of his girlfriend, the actual version play. of his girlfriend, Copycat. Here's a is a random here's a random uh, um you know uh, want or request. I want her to play. Um, I guess the Earth was Earth eight three eight. Sue Storm. So she's just waiting for ah. Reed to come home. She's waiting for Reed to come home, and she's like, I don't know. He went to that Illuminati meeting like, <laughs> like 30 minutes ago, and I have the spaghetti here waiting for him. I, I know he loves spaghetti, and then that I'm like, uh, would uh, be amazing. Like Spider-Man for Sony to Marvel, Deadpool could be the bridge for Fox to Marvel. Yeah, man. It could be so funny. Amazing. It'd and be so good. Of, and speaking of the Fantastic Four, even though it's from another universe, you said it, 838. But just like that classic fantastic raw I was talking about, man. Are you ready for this? You ready for this rumor? I'm ready. I'm ready for the rumor. Take all your salt shakers out. Man, take them out, man. Take them out. Grab your salt shakers. Because you mean to shake them like a salt shaker. But (laughs) Chris Evans has been rumored to return as the human torch in Deadpool 3, y'all. That's huge. What? That's pretty damn big. It's pretty huge. Like the rumor was sent from a pay- of a Patreon of a well-known insider, Daniel RPK. I may have known of him. You may have heard of him, you know, who yeah. tends to be quite consistent with his info. He has, he has. That the, and that the Fantastic Four will be joining the Deadpool will be joining Deadpool in his crazy timeline multiverse, multiversal escapades. But it wouldn't be, but it would be the team from the 2000s era Fox Entertainment Fantastic Four movies that starred, you know, uh, Yuan Grofer. Uh, am I saying that right? Grofer? It's like Grofer like or something like that. It's, like it's, he's it's very pretty Scottish. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica Alba. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Michael uh, Chiklis. <laughs> he's also in hey, that. I would love for him to come back to as a thing. But, like, that, you know, with that being said, it was also rumored that Deadpool 3 will be a multiverse movie. Mm. Yeah, you know, as in maybe you know, we were talking about the Owen Wilson of it all. <laughs> yeah, maybe we get to a point where these incursions are getting too crazy, and he's like literally running as universes are, you know, closing around him. He's running to try to save, I don't know, save people or whatever. Like, right. I could see this because this is going to be the same year that Fantastic Four and Secret Wars drops. So mm-hmm. this is going to be the end, roughly, of the multiverse as we know it. So I could see these incursions happening, and maybe that's why he needs to go back in time or multiverse jump or any of that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. And considering how Deadpool, like, 2, like, like how it ended, 
I can't see why Deadpool 3 will like visit all the previous like Fox movie universes because he was jumping around and maybe he didn't land exactly where he should have been before yeah. he, you know, killed the variant of himself, before he tried to stop himself, before cables started started time sliding, you know. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of multiversal shenanigans like involved in this movie, and, and I'm all for it. I'm all yes. for it, Don. Yeah, man. Like, I'm saying, like, why if 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 you're gonna break the, to- the 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 if you're gonna rip up the pieces of paper, why not throw them in the air and make confetti? You understand? Like if if right, we're gonna facts. if we're gonna tear this whole multiverse apart, we deserve to have some fun with it uh, at the end of it. And this is the same fun that I feel like in micro doses DC has been able to have. Like you've been watching some of their animated stuff or some of their movies and how they reference their past or past stars and stuff. They're afforded that opportunity because they own all their all of it. Marvel finally does, so it'll be really cool to see them start playing with some of those tools uh, early on. Especially if if the future of things like Fantastic Four, X Men, and stuff is a clean slate under MCU. We kind of. I can't say we're old, but it would be uh, <laughs> touching if we were able to say goodbye to those properties. If we're getting a clean slate in the MCU when it comes to some some of those characters, you know. You know what's crazy? As you say that, with Deadpool three being a like a multiverse movie, it's not only being a multiverse movie; it will be a massive crossover event. The events of Deadpool three will lead directly into the events of avengers secret wars that's awesome literally as you say that yeah and, and the love letter it's there they're writing it they're just we're just they're just waiting to send it man and what it's a perfect happening. character to do to do it all right like what a perfect character um so on the other side they don't know whether or not jason momoa wants to play fucking lobo and aquaman <laughs> But over here, we're about to bust open the vault of Marvel, uh, Marvel Easter eggs and uh, treasure troves. So and just past movies and past events, like it, it's going to be so dope. Don, like yeah. I'm going to be, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm totally here for it. Too. So you guys, look out for Deadpool three, starring Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, and you know Owen Wilson and Chris Evans. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Evans has done enough as cap he deserves to have some fun have you seen that man in knives out he is oh, a, yeah he he's a fun. ball of charisma and <laughs> i know cap is charismatic but almost too stoic right like he can i think yeah. he has it in him to go right in back into that johnny storm of it all get the, oh yeah know, Frost he wants to have tips. some fun. He wants He's to about to loose. frost the tips again, bro. And we about to get there. Hey, where's Maria Menounos? Get Maria Menounos back in this. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's, let's, get, let's get this all. Uh, let's get this he, all ready. He, he's been missing a uh, catchphrase. He they can he he said Avengers Assemble one time, but he said Flame on every other sentence as Johnny Storm. Like yeah. he he's been waiting it. He's been waiting for it. <laughs> he, he's been wanting to get get wild with a role. And he deserves it. Come on, Kevin. Yeah, let, him, yeah, let Kevin like let, let Chris let loose. Come on. K dot E dot V dot I dot Let him let let him let loose. Please, machine overlord. <laughs> yes, we obey you. We obey you. K dot A dot We do not question. <laughs> we do not question the algorithm. <laughs> That's it. But now, but now, our last bit of news, y'all. It's it's it's, it's Spider Man. It's our favorite boy. It's our friendly neighborhood ball crawler, y'all. The whip. But, um, that's the whip. It's flipping away, flipping away. 
Tô pra Wayne, tô pra Wayne, tô pra Wayne! Tô pra Wayne, tô pra Wayne, tô pra Wayne! Oh, now, see somebody gotta do that now. It's, it's gotta be. I need it. I need it right. Hey, somebody comment, say, hey, send it to us. We need it. I'll, Please. I'll, I'll, I'll make that my ringtone. Right, facts. But we have some news about our favorite friendly neighborhood, Menace. I want pictures of Spider Man. Y'all know, yeah. know who it is. <laughs> but it has been reported that Sony Pictures will not be going forward with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 4. In an interview with Screen Rant, director Sam Raimi had this to say on the continuation of Maguire's Spider-Man story. It's pretty cool. It's pretty short, man. I quote, I currently don't have any plans to make Spider-Man 4 and they're so successful with the new Spider-Man series that I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I haven't pursued that. How do you feel about this, Don? I've kind of heard, like, because it's like there's so much story to tell with Toby's uh, Spider-Man, especially with No Way Home. Like, he got it together with Jane, Mary Jane. He might have a kid. There's plenty right. of his villains to explore. And, and I just want to see more of it. I need more of that Spidey we grew up with. So I, I agree with you. I agree with you in that, you know, um, we're living in, like, times i never would have dreamed where the idea that he could even get another bite of that apple like was something that none of us thought was ever going to happen and now we're talking about the possibility and now you know um sadly it seems like they're not going in that direction i would like to uh posit that while i agree with you that there are things about that character i would like to see resolved i don't necessarily think we need an, an entire film to do it I think that if we were ever to do the actual factual live action Spider-Verse mm -hmm. very, very similarly to Peter B. Parker, we got to see the end of his arc without actually having to see every bit of his superhero-ness. So if, if the movie starts or we get a, a good chunk of him back in the suit, old, you know, uh, with, <laughs> back hurting. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a with, with, with M and let's say, and let's say he's with MJ and let's say, you know, we have the kid, uh, he has a child or any of that kind of stuff. And then it gives him more of a reason to have to return at the end of it. God forbid he sacrifices himself or he does get his happy ending and get to return. We can still do an arc for him. That get that leaves him in a place that makes us all happy without necessarily giving him an entire film. Um, I, it's so crazy because you got to believe that Kevin Feige, you know Nate Moore, who we're hearing more and more about. I guess as this thing starts building up, he might actually yeah. be the second in command. Like you know, uh, getting a lot of these uh, these things done and executing everybody who spoils them. But um, <laughs> you, you got to imagine in a world where they are building this Jenga tower of content for stages four, five, and six, or phases four, five, and six of the MCU. It's got to be maddening to not know what where this Spider-Man thing fits, where it sits, where where it connects. Right, right. Um, the the oh, like the most well-known superhero, but they do not know where to put him. And right, he's literally in every story in the comics. And that yeah. don't even involve Spider-Man, but he be there. <laughs> and uh, and Avi. Arad, um, mm. Avi Arad just came out and said that that oh, like to give Spider Man away even in the first place is like giving away your kids because you don't know how to take care of them. And I'm like, bro, you were the executive producer on a lot of those failed projects. You were the one a trying lot. to push, you know, movies nobody wanted and you know, uh, studio interference up the wazoo. Like you were, 
Arad has been on some shady business side dealings with Marvel for a while now. So for him to say like this thing is a cash grab, it is what it is. I got to see Spider-Man stand next to the Avengers because of this deal. That there's no real beating that for me. Nothing Sony could have done by itself is gonna beat that for me <laughs> because we've seen what the heights of Spider-Man are. Not that they aren't high, but there's a ceiling there. The same way with Batman. You're going to feel the way you want to feel about Batman. You know his stories. He's only ever going to hit so many highs. You start introducing more highs when you introduce other heroes. That interaction with him and Superman. That interaction with him in the Justice League. Or watching things like we were talking about Spider-Man and De- Deadpool. You know, Spider-Man and right. Punisher. Like, Spider-Man those and characters buy around other characters raises their like bar. Like this raises their notoriety, their popularity. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, so it's like... I I I'm fully on board with him being more of a part of the MCU, but I'm I fear their inability to make those lines clear. It's we're almost like in a situationship. <laughs> like we're not, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like nobody wants to call it what it is. Is he really still in the MCU? Where the hell is Vulture? <laughs> Vulture's <laughs> he's chilling. He's chilling in the middle of the field with Morbius. <laughs> yeah, he's in Morbius now, but he knows. Spider-Man, right? He knows Tony Stark. He knows the Avengers. He knows Loki. He knows all those MCU characters, but he's hanging out where Morbius is currently. Who knows what's going on with Venom? There's a symbiote, seemingly in the, our 616 universe. You know? So there's a lot a, a, thre- a thread still left to pull without necessarily um, covering the Toby of it all, but I, I agree. Seeing him did scratch an itch, but it caused another. And now... <laughs> Uh, the only way that itch is going to get scratches is if I get to see my man join the team again and find a way to either put him to rest. I don't want him to die, but if that's the way that he does, you know, that's the way that it happens. Or retire him. Wouldn't it be awesome to see a Spider-Man that can finally retire, that can finally be like, you know, I'm, I am I did it. Like, we, we've done it. The, the, there's other so young multiverse. Heroes. That is a thing, and we do need to see that. That would be amazing to see that. Like would they have the balls to make? Everyone. Would they have the balls to make the Raimi universe's uh, Spider-Man universe the one where Miles is at? You know, like that would be pretty cool if Toby were to go, but in, were to inspire a young Miles Morales from that universe. Because none of this universe stuff matters. Because I guess again, they're just gonna smash it all together. <laughs> in yeah. A couple, in a couple of years, they're just gonna smash this stuff all together. Um, but I do wonder when the dust clears, when that happens, what's left over? What's still around? Uh, is Sony still going to be on this weird, you know, I like you, uh, but you don't like me <laughs> kind of situation. <laughs> I remember yeah, that. No. You ever seen that interview with um, Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige and they're being asked oh, about, about whether or not <laughs> like Venom and stuff is in the MCU. And she's like, yeah, you know, I really think that they're in and they're connected and you just see Feige he, just stare off into he the He has distance. to like basically like just correct her like, Every time she spoke, it's like, nah, nah, nah. Actually, it was, we're going to, like, he just, she, oh, my God. That, that was, I've never felt so embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> man. I gave my life except in that joint interview. It really felt like, um, like she was trying to be like, yeah, you know, we've been dating for eight months. He's like, well, we've been kind of seeing each other for eight months. I wouldn't say right, yeah, like- <laughs> for eight months. And it, like, oh, yeah, like, he proposed, like, I took you out to dinner once. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> 
It's like he feeds like, me. Like we were in the car. Actually, if you wanted McDonald's, like <laughs> I was gonna get McDonald's anyway. I didn't want to not get you anything. Um, no, like her energy level was just completely just not there when it came to Kevin because he like understood like yo, what are you doing? We we aren't sure about what y'all trying to do. Like what what what's up, Amy? What what are you doing? And of course, it's in her <laughs> best interest to say that her stuff is tied to the most successful cinematic franchise of all time right, right? like of course she's going to be the one to be like yeah you know that's why I like i always love when you would hear on on um in the news and the scuttle but oh so and so from um literally name the actor uh wants to join the mcu yeah i want to get paid too we all want to get paid <laughs> like right? surprise so and so wants to be in the mcu yeah i'm i'm pretty sure i'm almost yeah sure. like the conversation is different from 10 years ago like back then it was like oh yeah this person's gonna be oh, i don't want to do that now if you if you're not in the mcu movie your career isn't much now at this point because all the great actors have been in the MCU movies, all the doctors, all the Lord of the Ring heroes, previous Fox heroes, like Fox movie, like Sony movies, uh, Sony actors, actors from the HBO and DC films. You know, shout out to um, oh, oh boy, who played the Shazam Wizard and the Pursuer, like uh, uh, what's yeah, his name, uh, Devon Hansu. Yep, like shouts out to him. Like, come on. So yeah. it's like it's there, it's happening. We need more. <laughs> yeah, you got you got uh knights, Sir Ian McKellen, uh Sir Ben Kingsley, you know, they they've they've been a part of all this. Um, you know, classic actors like Glenn Close do playing Novacore, oh, yeah. playing Novacore people, uh, Robert Redford. <laughs> like we we don't pulled it we don't pulled out a lot of uh, heavy stops here. I what did you think of this um Courtney Cox possibly being in Wonder Man news that I heard? Courtney Cox? Courtney Cox of Friends fame might quite possibly be in uh, Wonder Man. I'm not oh allowing... <laughs> yeah, I'm not allowing... Um, what's his face? Homeboy's not allowed. The one that slandered uh, <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, oh, uh, Matthew Perry. Uh, Matthew Perry. Uh, Matthew Perry. You you're not allowed. You could be in the DCEU. You could be uh, somebody over there, but you're not allowed to be in the MCU talking crap about Keanu Reeves, the most inoffensive right, man on, of all man. time. Out of right, control, like yeah, but he, he's literally the most unproblematic man next to Paul Rudd. Like, <laughs> if if Courtney's legit in it, I kind of want her to also be an actor. Like, I kind of want you know what I'm saying. Like, right? you don't get a actor. friends actor to be on a show about actors and not yeah. have her just oh, be an what? actor. Maybe maybe like a really disingenuous, you know, uh, like right up there with Odenkirk. You know, like maybe like they're part of that's like his support staff. There, you know, I, that'd be pretty I had interesting. A, actually, my girlfriend has had a theory. Who who was that? Who was the famous actress that was on Friends? Uh the will the Addison? most well-known one. Uh Jennifer what's her name? Jennifer Yes. Addison? Yes. My girlfriend has a whole thing about this. Like the reason why Marvel hasn't called her after all these years. And really? like, while they're getting Charlie, like while they're getting her instead of Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And it's because of like Jen, like Jennifer has like this thing about like she knows she's too good, so that's why they they're not getting her because she knows she has an ego about herself ah. or something. Because <laughs> I'm like, why isn't Jennifer Aniston in the MCU? Like she would be great. I will tell you this: Courtney Cox has done more TV, you know, since Friends. Um, Aniston went more towards film, and I'm pretty sure she's 
she got the money that she needs and she is Gucci. But um apparently, yeah, Courtney might be coming into uh we got now we're gonna have Courtney Cox and Charlie Cox and all the Cox. All the Cox are over there. <laughs> what, you wanna know? They're putting the Cox on the table over here at Marvel. <laughs> right. right. Sometimes you gotta whip it out. You know, sometimes you gotta lay your cox on the table. Charlie put all the Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Charlie and Courtney, the Cox have arrived, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it writes itself, bro. <laughs> T-shirts make themselves. <laughs> Back on the Spidey News. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is unfortunate. It was... Oh, my God. Those are going to cocks, man. Oh, a lot of cocks. Oh cocks on God. the brain. <laughs> it is sad that Toby's fourth Spider-Man film isn't on the docket at Sony. But with the success of Tom Holland's Spider-Man trilogy and having Venom 3 in the works, um, Craven the Hunter, Madam Web, and Miles Morales' Across the Spider-Verse Parts 1 and 2 on their plate, it seems like a good move on Sony's part, honestly, for me. Like, and, and yes, it does suck entirely that we don't get Toby. But, uh, like, you know, many with, you know, with... But with too many Spidey folk on screen, it could be kind of confusing to new fans to the franchise. Totally. So I do believe like this is a good move on them to not have too many live action Spideys and too many like spinoffs of said Spider-Man happening at one time. It's, especially with the multiverse happening with Deadpool and then Secret Wars. New fans are going to get confused, Don. I'm yeah, mad for them. They're hiding. They're hiding something also in Madam Web. They're they're doing something in that that's going to allow them to do their own Spider-Man adventures, whichever way they see fit. Whether it's clones, whether it's Spider Women, other characters that they don't necessarily have to give to uh, the MCU. So they're they're building something over there in a box with scraps. I don't think it's going to be anything as cool as the <laughs> Mark One, but uh, it's going to be like that machine that um hammer built that's spun around and broke the guy's spine oh <laughs> um, <laughs> um that, that test pilot lived yes 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 it's gonna it's totally gonna be that but yeah spider-man you can't you know he can't go down man he, he that man never goes down and if he's down he's not down for long so uh i i predict we will continue to see a lot of spider-man in the future regardless of uh, who's necessarily in the uh in the mask yeah, facts. And you know, as you said that with Madden Web, I do believe I believe Sony's gonna do something bold, kind of like with Marvel did with What If. Like we saw some of the we saw the characters live action. Now we're gonna see them in a different way that's not live action, but they're still the same as they were live action. Yes. I feel like we're gonna get that same kind of thing with Madam Web and across the Spider-Verse, kind of bridging that gap between Miles and the Madam Web movies or the Sony live action movies and tying it to Tom Holland. This is Spider-Verse yeah. people and it this is across all medium of Spider-Man. Animated movie, comic, TV, random comic strip. Like there's a Spider-Man rumor. is an omniversal thing. <laughs> there's a rumor currently going around that they might be shelving uh freshman year. Um, oh yeah! So like, I have heard they, that rumor they as well. might just re—they might just be reshuffling every all the cards over there, um, trying to figure out where they could go. They might be the next one to hire a, you know, Feige gun esque level talent that's going to sit there and oversee all of their projects. Uh, but we'll see. 
Yeah, we'll see. Cause and I did thought I thought it was kind of weird that they were giving us that animated uh his origin, I guess for lack of better words, but it would it was gonna be a multiversal take on his origin. Like it wasn't gonna be, be his MCU origin. Yeah, but it was gonna be, be kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, cause oh now it's going black. And he got waves. Hey, what up though? Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like Norman Osborne. Yeah, hell yeah. But then as more news started to come out about I'm like, so okay, it's not the MCU, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, but it's still Peter Parker, but not the MCU, but kind of like it because multiverse. It's kind of yes. saying not really Literally, but it's be- familiar. That's a, that's the next shirt because multiverse. That's it. Because multiverse. Because because comics. Hey, because multiverse. Because multiverse. <laughs> that's it. But. But that being said, hold on, y'all. It's some major issues, breaking news. We finally have some light shed on the details regarding Tom Holland's Sony Marvel Spider-Man deal. It has been reported from several news sources and outlets that it's it's going to be a six-like movie project deal. That is three Sony films and three Marvel Studio film projects. So you know, it looks like our boy Pete's gonna. You know, get another web that was swinging. You know, wall crawling, quippy thr- trilogy, and I'm here for it. He gets another trilogy. He gets three appearances in MCU. Well, I, I'm here for it. Totally, for I it. I am. I'm a fan of the guy. Uh, they they did a, a perfect job, kind of starting him from scratch again. So they they can pull another origin <laughs> trilogy if they want to at this point because he's starting from scratch again. You know, he's got to meet his MJ. He's got to build his suits and and become a hero that is worldwide known again. Um, and I'm willing to go on that journey with him again. But I'm I'm, I'm a Spider Man fanatic at this point, so. Man. Yeah, more. Same. Like, I need the wall crawling. I need the quips. I need the thwips. I need the. So, uh, you're going to finish that? And he just thwips, like, just in the face. I need all the webs in the face. Like, yeah. and if <laughs> you guys who don't know, if you if you don't know those three appearances that he's going to appear in MCU, most likely they're going to be Daredevil Born Again, Avengers Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars. Like, it's going to throw perfect. it out there right now. It's, yeah, it a, really is. He was in Infinity War. He was in Endgame. He had his own trilogy. Just keep it going. That, Daredevil's his lawyer, so that makes right sense. Facts. And then yeah. the rumor of him being in Deadpool two or being in Deadpool three. I, I don't think he will be in Deadpool three. It seems like there's already a lot going on with that. To throw in a Sony character in a Fox Marvel, like you know, yeah, that will be amazing. But it seems like that's a lot going on. Save that for Secret Wars. I feel yeah, that we got time. We got time. It's not DC where we got to put 18 <laughs> films together and shove them into this. Uh, I, said, I knew it was going to go there. It's, it's I there, bro. That. Like, my Spidey says sit. Did I'm, my says ting. I'm like, you about to say something. And there it is. I know we introduced <laughs> Batman into this one, but do you guys mind killing Superman? Does anyone mind if we kill Superman <laughs> also in this? Like, yeah, yeah, let's just do that. Re- absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> more Spidey's always, always good. Always good. Right? Like, the whole new trilogy, we're definitely going to grow with him as he struggles to become the greatest Spider-Man that he will become. Like, he has no friends. He has no allies. No Avenger friends. Just no family. He's alone. And when he's alone, the the only thing that he can do is make more villains for real. And more allies. And we're going to see that growth in this character over these next three movies. And and I don't want to be that guy, but the only way the MCU can top the death of Iron Man is the death of Spider-Man. 
Yeah, but it has to be someone we've been rocking with. So make this, you know, like, let's do this the best way we can, and let's uh, leave a, a lasting legacy. I'm, I'm, I'm down for all that. I, I'm up for it too. Now, and they put this out there right now before. <laughs> Yes, yes, I yes. I say this right now. So it's just, it'll be uh, the next his Spider-Man 4, then uh, Kang Dynasty, another Spider-Man movie, Secret Wars, then, you know, love letter to his character, end it all, last Spider-Man movie, death of Spider-Man. Just, yeah. you know, and that, born again before all that. <laughs> and it's been it's been said on here. So if it happens, ladies and gentlemen, you know where you heard it. And I would like to go ahead and say before it ends up happening that Rhodey is a scroll. So we'll just leave that. <laughs> we'll just put everyone knows what's on the board now. Uh, when it comes to that, and um, unfortunately, we had a a big piece of news um, drop on Friday, but we'll get into that in a bit. Um, with our special guests when we get into a Black Panther Wakanda Forever, but. I got to do it, bro. I got to thank you for going out, scouring the multiverse. Yes, yes, yes. It has been an honor and a pleasure. In the name of Bast. <laughs> in the name of Bast, it has been an honor and a pleasure for Wakanda to search the <laughs> multiverse for all Marvel news. Thank you so much, uh, A-Rob the Marvel God, for bringing us the news. Unfortunately, um, you know, I went out and I saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever on Thursday night and it was a heavy film and we're going to get into all the details of it. Um, it's a film that deals with grief. It's a, deal, it's a film that deals with how do you move on after losing a loved one. And I thought it was incredibly poignant, uh, you know, given everything that happened around the start of that. But then the very next day, we get the news, the tragic news, that Kevin Conroy, uh, who is most known for being the voice of Batman for three decades, uh, passed away. I wanted to bring in a good friend of mine, Jonathan Escadero, a.k.a. Yogi, a longtime correspondent here at Comic Book Click and uh, the founder of Dirt Sheet Radio, because I know how big of a Batman fan he is. Uh, he'll also be joining us for our Wakanda Forever recap and review. But Yogi, uh, tell me, how, how did you feel hearing this news about the passing of the great Kevin Conroy? Uh, first, thank you for having me, as always. always and uh, I'm... I'm celebrity deaths don't always bother like uh they don't always hit me like that because i don't them personally but like kevin right. conroy was like fuck i didn't get to meet him but fuck i he, he basically he was the voice of my childhood he was one of my family members someone i would visit every day you know like yeah uh, i'm on the opportunity i never got the opportunity to meet him i never got to speak to him i never got to tell him how much his work meant to me and that kills me but um, yeah, I mean, I I can say everything everybody else said about how great he is and how talented and and how iconic and how what how much he'll be missed. But it's like on a personal level, I I genuinely felt like I got a like I lost a piece of my child. You know, when people always use that saying, "You know, my childhood is dead." Oh my god! Like, hey, yeah. I know what that feels like. That's a real thing. And I don't yeah. think you should be using that all willy nilly. <laughs> yeah. Felt it. Like, right. Don't, don't use it for the it. Black Mermaid, right? Yeah. Like when they cast a Black Mermaid, it's like no, everything else is still there. But this, yeah, this this meant more. This this was different. Yes, yeah, so, I mean it's entirely at home. Yeah, I got I got I I have to I, because it was the day of uh, my screening of Wakanda Forever. I didn't get to like 
do the whole uh, Batman the Animated Series binge or watch Mask of the Phantasm yet. I don't right. know how it's going to feel when I do get around to it. Uh, I feel you. I literally j- I stopped in the middle of watching that new Batman Harley Quinn uh, animated uh, movie right. that's on oh, HBO yeah. Max. I watched it like when it first came out. Tried to watch it like yesterday. I literally couldn't. I was like, nope, I, I can't. I'm not ready yet. I can't watch anything with this man's voice. Not yet. It's it's <laughs> it it's like it's hard to not sound hyperbolic. It's hard not to sound like you're exaggerating when you say I my biggest pain from this um comes into something that's actually a, a part of real life, which is the idea that he like I was spoiled by him. I was downright absolutely spoiled by him i had batman the animated series and that could have been fine but then justice league and justice league unlimited and that could have been fine but then batman beyond okay wow a whole new legacy character and you're willing to play the older bruce wayne okay wow thank you for growing up with me i'll see you later oh wait you're coming with me with arkham knight with <laughs> arkham origins with right, arkham video games. city and all that stuff oh wait live action like, yeah, he played live action in Crisis. Like, holy crap, he was our Batman. Yeah, he was yeah. our Batman, a hundred percent. And other people, it felt like they just got to like, what they, what is it, a, a cup of coffee in the big time? Like, there's only a couple people who's been who've been able to don the 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 all that it takes to be Batman. But in comparison, they all seem to have just had a 15 minutes of fame where this man has had to hold on to everything that it takes to portray this character for, again, like I said, 30 years to the point that the newest, uh, you know, Warner Brothers crossover game, Multiverses, that's him playing that Batman. So that there's almost a poignancy in that to show 1992 was when the animated series came out. So it's literally 30 years of this man playing the Cape Crusader. And um, it's it's never going to sound the same. I, I imagine there will be a lot of uh, people trying to replicate what what that was. Um, because it always is, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hands down. Even as a like a up and coming voice actor, I'm gonna try my best to like recapture his gruffness, that roughness, the the I am vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman. Like he was, he was the darkness, but the darkness that can that light is bred from. He was yeah. the dark knight. <laughs> you know what's also interesting about uh, the man. Now that I think about it, he probably was one of the Batman, the people to play Batman, who was the most excited to talk about it. Like sometimes oh, yeah. you ask some of these actors, and they're like, eh, "Yeah, I did that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, they the, paid like, my bills. Yeah, the job. They yeah, the job. They're like, oh yeah, I played the role. I like, felt like this. I really tried to dip it, but Kevin, Kevin, yeah, he, he was Batman. He was excited to meet fans. He was excited to talk about it. He was excited to talk about up and coming stuff." Like, yeah. he enjoyed giving us that, truly. Every like, every line, every lick, every Comic-Con. Like the yeah. opposite end of the spectrum to Harrison Ford. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Ah. yes. They were both born and the, the, spit, the soul split. <laughs> <laughs> the monitor and the anti-monitor. Yeah. That's uh, hilarious. A hundred percent. And... Um, by happenstance, uh, Yogi, you, a friend of ours, um, 
was able to actually speak on behalf of a project that you and him were starting over there and you actually have a clip of, of an interview where uh kevin conroy was able to speak and not only that but speak a little bit to the dark knight is it dark knight returns yeah he he mentioned how he how he teases uh tim daly uh superman's <laughs> voice with uh the line from the dark knight returns you know i am the I want you to remember, Clark. I'm the one man who beat you. Yeah, he does the whole speech. I imagine that is how it goes. I and mean, he calls Tim Daly at three, and he's like, uh, "Kevin, please don't." And he just busts into the speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know we have code ID now, bro. <laughs> like I know, I know who it's this you. is. <laughs> I know it's you. Yeah, I know. Oh, he was man. so happy to speak to Peter too. Like I. He 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 goes on to talk about how uh, how hard it was coming up in Hollywood as a gay man and and he gives us all he's just so happy to talk about anything he, he it yeah. was uh, he's so gracious yeah you, it, it was uh, it was honestly a breath of fresh air yeah it, he he's humble to have taken on the role he realizes how much that role means to certain people and i think certain people get it certain people do reach that point of realization and realize that they're playing a larger than life character that will exist after they're gone and they you know whatever they're able to put in blood sweat and tears for that role usually uh lasts far after they're gone and that's uh, certainly the case with mr conroy um i think it's just chef's kiss that you know in the last five years he's able to actually play batman in live action um you know he's been able to write his own batman sort of comic with the pride anthology series that released uh earlier this summer where he's able to talk about his experience as a gay man like it's all yeah, come full circle you know he said he's been open this entire time too he's like i never hit any part of my yeah. life and i was surprised that people were surprised I, yeah, I guess same. I guess it just wasn't publicized. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was I like, know. what's he what's he doing in the Pride anthology? Are they representing the male <laughs> this year? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit, no, he, he's gay man. What a what a oh, promotional shit. tactic. That's excellent. Like I, no, I, I no. love it. My, my no, like I love it on, on a double level because like okay, like first of all, he's like my Batman. Like my Batman was a gay man, and that's awesome. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like all those weird bigots. Like now you have to cope with the fact yeah. that your number one favorite Batman, yeah, is a happily married gay man. Yeah, Choke love on. is love, baby. Taste love it, is baby. love. Love I is love. love. I love, love that because, like, I forgot that because, like, it was such a normal thing to me. Well, me personally, I'm like, when, like you said, when fans didn't, I'm like, how did y'all not know? Is it's not like he was hiding it but yeah his like what <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's it's both sides of it i feel like if he was a high profile like actor they would have been all over every you know news yeah. in the world but because he was a voice actor you know they, they're actually able to keep their private lives a bit more private yeah than, i guess um, that, yeah. higher profile actors yeah. and stuff because like everyone yeah. knows neil patrick harris is you know he's yeah part of the lgbt community but yeah. you know I, I don't know how to explain it, but like as iconic as he is and as much as uh, we all understand and recognize that he is the Batman of our generation, like on, oh, above yeah. even all the live action ones, like he's the Batman. I still feel like he's somehow underrated. Like it's still not enough. Yeah. He still yeah, needs yeah. more attention. Oh, yeah. Facts. I think yeah, so. Like, I'm right there with you. Like he, 
he has been the voice of Batman for the most popular shows, video games, and literally when he became when he he made heads turn when in Infinite Crisis when he was announced to play live action, the whole community just was like, "What? The Batman's gonna be Batman live action?" Yeah, the whole like we I lost my mind. I lost my mind personally. <laughs> yeah, but I think like like uh, Yogi was saying, we're a bit close to it. There's a whole host of people who won't know, but I'll tell you this: they're gonna hear it from me. Like yeah, they're going. I'm here. They're going. They're going to know me now. Now at every point, I'm like, you know who that was, right? <laughs> Kevin yeah. Conroy. You know, you know it was Kevin Conroy, right? Yeah, Say you know, his name. Kevin Conroy. Say it with yeah. me so that you remember. We got a whole hand, <laughs> and we do it. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, it uh, it's it's a tragedy I wasn't ready for. Um, but I in in many cases, as we'll talk about in the film, you're never really ready. To lose, to lose people, you're never really ready for, um, you know, tragedy. And I agree with Yogi. I'm not really big on celebrity deaths, but it's hard because, like I said again, I was spoiled at every aspect of my life, at every turn, at every new stage of my life. Kevin was there in some way, shape, or form, um, even as the character himself evolved. And now uh, there's going to be a big bat-shaped hole in the world. Um, but I, oh. I know that he will inspire others to fill it, and I know that um, people are will, are praying a bast for his level of longevity. That level of longevity, voicing any character, is is huge, and it makes you iconic in that realm. Uh, and he deserves all the praise, all the legacy um, that he gets. And I know moving forward, we'll be seeing more tributes to the man. I know moving forward, we'll be, uh, hearing about how he's impacted other people's lives, but I just knew that we had to give him some love here as part of the major issues podcast, uh, for everything that he's done. So rest in peace, Mr. Conroy. Rest in peace, Mr. Conroy. You were the greatest. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is a 2022 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character The Black Panther, produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. It is the sequel to Black Panther and the 30th film in the MCU. Directed by Ryan Coogler, who co-wrote the screenplay with Joe Robert Cole, the film stars Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Guerrera, Winston Duke, Florence Kasumba, Dominique Thorne, Michaela Cole, Tino Cuerta, Martin Freeman, Juice, Julia Louise Dreyfus, and Angela Bassett. In the film, the leaders of Wakanda fight to protect their nature, the nation in the wake of King Tatala's death. Uh, what we do first and foremost when we review these films, uh, before we get into our recap and review, if you've listened up until this point and you haven't seen the film, we'd like to give you guys a bit of a spoiler-free review. So uh, I will let our guest go first. Yogi, in spoiler-free territory, what did you think about this film, and should people go see it? Yes. Yes, they should go see it. I think you're seeing a lot of... Um, <clears throat> I think you're seeing a lot of rebellion against like the Marvel Studios projects lately. Uh, just a lot of contrarian opinions and people kind of harping on and like like when i say like when i say like okay this was great you can definitely feel the whole left by t'challa and uh chadwick though yes that automatically becomes oh the movie wasn't as good as black panther one it wasn't right it, it's not worth seeing i'm gonna wait till it goes to Disney. uh but that's not the case uh, it, it it's a fucking great movie 
I thought they did a great job carrying on and uh, keeping his presence in the film uh, uh, without getting into spoilers. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I can agree on that. A Rob, what did you think of Wakanda Forever without spoilers? Yes. 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 <laughs> just yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, you, yes. In the name of Bast, yes. This movie, you feel the weight in every line, every scene, every moment. You you feel it. You feel it. We, we were, man, I, I, <sighs> the sadness, the sorrow, the electrifying cast, the star study cast, the Oscar worthy just acting, the music, the sets, the the locations. Oh my God, beautiful! Yeah, the, the, this 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 movie. You felt the love and care that the Ryan Coogler and all the actors and the production team put into this movie. They all we all were here. They all put every last bit of energy and then some in this movie for Chadwick in the name of Chadwick for Chadwick like you, yeah. you for all those who hear me I promise you you will not be disappointed seeing this movie and and, and keeping this spoiler free like I walking out I felt like I didn't need another Black Panther but like I want more I can see the that. The future is bright for Wakanda, and I want more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that That's a heck of a review. I will say that this film is the best possible sequel they could have made, given the circumstances that they were dealt. Um, I, I agree that there is a Chadwick Boseman-sized hole in, in this film that they do their best to fill, but it, it, he's one of a kind almost in that role. Um, but I hesitate like you say to say anything even slightly negative about this because people will try to take that as this film being lesser and i i don't think so um halfway through watching this film i had a thought which is like this feels man like this a, is long no. yeah, yeah, yeah that's basically what it is the thought was the thought was this feels like an event like this feels like i'm watching a historical biopic of an event in a country's history like this feels Big. I will. It did I guess feel I will like say. That. I will say it. I don't want not to be negative for negative sake, but I, I yeah. I don't want to not say something negative just because it's sure. So like, it's Chadwick. Like I don't know if if it's because there was so much going on, or or maybe it felt like everybody was a supporting character. Like there was no main <laughs> character yeah. in this movie. Like every, they're all supporting characters. There's no main role. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's because Chadwick was missing, and maybe we couldn't, we couldn't. Maybe maybe uh, uh, Letitia Wright's presence wasn't up to snuff, but like, right? Because she she like if if you measure the times, like if you measure how long each character is in the movie, I'm fairly certain she's got the longest screen time, and she's technically the main character. But it just never feels like it's it's a it's her movie. It feels like it's someone else's movie, and we are all here because we're trying. I will, yeah, I know. I, do I agree. agree with that. I, I, I can agree. agree with that, and especially yeah, like was... the uh, the runtime. I felt like the 
even this is like, I think this is the third or fourth longest movie in the MCU. It didn't feel like two hours and 45 minutes. It felt like an hour and a half. Like, I wanted yeah. more, honestly, but it did feel like a whole event that we were just witnessing unfold for the first time to, just to see this journey that all these characters were on. Because like you said, uh, John, like, uh, there, there was no main character for real. We were just watching the journey that these characters are going on after Endgame, after Black Panther, just to see where they are and to see where they're heading. And and I, for the most part, I loved it. Like, yeah. and I, and looking at the rest of Phase 4, it's kind of been like that for a lot of these films. Like, Multiverse of Madness, even though it was a Doctor Strange film, it really didn't feel like Doctor Strange's movie for the most part. Like, yeah, it was wild. I can see that. I can see that too. <laughs> I can see that. I, I, there's, there's parts of this that feel like almost like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, where Volume One was such a, a fun romp that Two takes some somber moments. And at first, I didn't really know how to how to take it, but afterwards, the film grew in my eyes. It jumped up several levels through a we through a rewatch of this. I agree in the same sense that this film. After a rewatch, when you know what it's trying to do, it does what it's trying to do perfectly. But the first time that I watched it, I wasn't sure what it was trying to do or the story that it was trying to tell. So when it took certain uh, steps and went in certain directions, I'm like, where are we going with this? Where, you know, where does this go? And I will say that I do think that you can possibly drop the whole CIA plot and <laughs> you'd save <laughs> fucking 20 I, minutes of I this think... film. Oh man, I can't get into spoilers, but I guess hold on to that thought because I think yes. there's a big yeah, MCU-sized reason. It's one yes. of those MCU. Th okay, I can say without spoilers, that plot was 100% one of those things, one of those mandates. Like we're yeah. we're telling this story over here, but we need to get to point B, which I can't say what point B is, but I think yeah. anybody who's for I'm like, for lack of better words, the MCU is like, we're gonna release this project, but we're also gonna set up a bunch of things while you're watching well, this. <laughs> yes. if you, yeah, if you can, if you can just put this in the middle of your funeral, so that everybody we just knows had this whole emotional. Yeah, no, I, I get that, and I'm with you. I'm right there with you. But we got this project coming out in six months, and we'd really like to insert this character in it. I, I, I gotta introduce a whole new character. Yeah. What yep. the fuck? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come right. on, just give it, just give it some of that Black Panther thing that you that you do you so do, well. Do that thing you do, right? Give it a little <laughs> razzle dazzle. Eh? <laughs> uh, no, totally, bro, totally. Um, I and there's parts of this I feel like Civil War. Um, complete with the uh, indoctrination of a young child into a <laughs> into a war. <laughs> hey, well, don't fix what ain't broken. Hey, but at least, at least, Civil War kind of like it's like a whole movie dedicated to 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 pushing the MCU story yes. forward. Where this one was like it's it's telling its own story and it's trying to very gracefully. And it's like, but we have to do this thing. So here's the here it is. Now that you say that, you know, I almost want to give them a little bit of credit because you got to think that majority of these films are just meant to move the ball, right? Like they they tell yeah, the story. That's how, they have it, that's how the that's how the conversations tend to be, and that's yeah. the that's the stuff that the fan base tends to look for. But I don't think every I don't think these sell, a lot of creators come in and they they don't want to be that. No, they're trying their hardest 
to tell their own story, and they've got Daddy Feige pulling the train. But well, like, got K dot E dot D dot I dot yep. N just yep. hovering over him, like you know, you have to put this. It's part of the algorithm. You can't go against the algorithm. Yeah. I think I think some some movies definitely the do algorithm. a better job. Some movies definitely do a better job of it than yeah. other ones do. <laughs> but, 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 but but considering what they had to put in this, I think that they found the best medium that they could. Yeah. You know, yeah, oh yes, Ryan yeah, Coogler sure. did it, especially from writing from scratch, completely losing their lead, chalking the whole script from beginning, COVID happening, and then writing from beginning. And he yeah. did this. Really? He did like, this. Now, now that we're saying this, I'm thinking like they're pushing forward three things. You got the main story, and you're pushing forward basically two future MCU <laughs> yes. yep. through the same film. And who yep. knows what other ones that we aren't aware of that they've seated in front of our eyes or whatever. I count it five. <laughs> I believe it. I you believe see? It. I believe it. I counted five future things that they're setting up in this movie, including <laughs> Black Panther. Like, that's a given. But, like, right. so five things. I, I honestly don't know if... Uh, like, oh, my bad. Six. If, Six. I, know, I don't know how they're going to move forward here, like, I I don't not, think not, you can do it without a time jump, but we but we I I do got some yeah, ideas. Um, yeah, we'll get, because yeah. multiverse. That's yeah, my because, first one. Oh, that that yeah yeah that also. Oh, there's always the inevitable eventual reboot. Yes, like, that smash, will come. They're gonna they smash all to. those planets back together. But um, yeah, I, I you hear you heard us. We're unanimous. Watch the film. It's got some heavy themes, but ultimately, it's another great entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The 30th entry. I can't believe we're already here. But let's get into uh, a full recap and review, full spoilers, so we can talk about this um, mammoth of a movie. Where are my tissues? But, oh dear. <laughs> uh, so our tissues? our story starts off spoilers. in Wakanda. Spoilers! Spoiler alert! <laughs> Our story starts off in Wakanda, (laughs) where we are told T'Challa has become dangerously ill from an unknown disease. After multiple tests and even an attempt to fabricate an artificial heart-shaped herb, um, he is pronounced dead. They complete an official funeral for the king of Wakanda, and he is buried in a vibranium casket and taken into the streets of Wakanda so that people could celebrate his life one last time. Although the ceremony is beautiful and touching, Shuri can't seem to focus. Before his casket is carried away, Shuri has to be pulled from the casket as she is not ready to let her brother go. Oh man, that was that, that was, was rough. Heavy. That was a bring heavy. no tissues. The whole the whole what is it like ten minutes? The flip yeah. the beginning like 10, through, eight minutes? through the Marvel Studios moment of silence. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, one of the first things I want to say is. One of the things I loved the most about the first film was the score. You know, um, Ludwig Göransson. I've, I've spoken at length about being a fan of his and uh, yeah. liking what he Ludwig brings to the table. And Kendrick with this. did that. Yeah, Ludwig. they killed it. They killed with this Ludwig. They killed it with this. Um, but noticeably, there are several scenes in this film that have absolutely no music on purpose. I loved it absolutely not a drop not a drop and it makes you sit in the uncomfortableness of your feelings which is probably the rawest thing about grief you could say 
<laughs> that's the, probably the fuck you know like the most black and white thing about it is sometimes you just gotta sit in it sometimes you know it's not perfect literally you may not those want to moments right you might not want to but you have to and yeah. literally those moments where they cut the music i couldn't help but notice feel like like those were the stages of grief those five stages like they just cut the music and we just just he just felt with the character when they were going through that motion of that emotion and like the anger the sadness the guilt the wanting to the 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 one is like the bargain about the then accepting it like the, yeah it i felt the weight i felt i felt for louis i felt for shuri oh my god oh what did you guys it was think a funeral what do you guys think <laughs> of the idea of it being a sickness that took him out i thought it was a um I thought that was the 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 vagueness of it was kind of classy. Like we didn't need to. There was no need to be like this is what he died of, or or, or to kill right. him on the battlefield. Like, right? It, yeah, it, I feel it, you with that. That uh, making it a uh, illness kind of it, it, it's like it mirrors what happened in real life, but you don't have to get all the way into it like that. Just the idea that someone feels like they couldn't save their loved one—that's enough. That is it. That that's it. Everybody can uh, relate to that. Yeah, facts relate to that, especially with Shuri when she, especially with her intelligence, almost on a godlike level of intelligence, and not being able to save someone, especially her own brother, as close to her with all these gifts that she has. She really had to wrestle with that loss. Yeah, and and I, I felt that I felt that for her because we all know we've all lost someone close to us at some point in time. And yeah. then wishing you can do more to prevent that loss, I, I felt I felt for her. And uh, very, very much, you know, um, as somebody who's lost somebody like that, the funeral procession is always extremely weird. It's it's always very, it, it's just weird. You're coming to terms with a, a new reality for yourself. Um, and you see people you haven't seen in years, you know, um, I had lost my father, so a bunch of people I didn't even know sometimes who knew him would come up to me and tell me things, and like I, I thanked them for their wishes, but my mind was not where I was. You understand where, where, where what I was thinking about and what was in my heart had absolutely nothing to do with where I currently was on the on the planet. So I totally get uh, Shuri sort of kind of uh, fading out of everything around her and kind of just going through automatically uh, what she had. It was to. almost like voyeuristic almost like yeah <clears throat> like literally it was almost like that i felt yeah. like that honestly one yeah, of the was... one of the hardest things about a funeral i guess for me uh i, I have all i get we all we've all lost people but yes. like, it's seeing how other people are reacting it's like i know how i feel but when yeah. i see uh everyone else feeling the same heaviness the same weight that i'm feeling it kind of makes uh, it kind of it, it it adds on, and that's like seeing Shuri jump onto the casket like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a lot. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. And like you said, we get the silent T'Challa opener, Chadwick Boseman opener. Cool ass. Um, cool ass casket yeah. though. Yeah, God, that yeah. was a pretty good. That was pretty good. Pretty yeah. expensive. Was, pretty it, expensive. Was, <laughs> it was a dope. The whole that that was a whole. That was probably the dopest funeral procession I've ever seen. When he lifted up into the, you know, when he was lifted up into the ship to be carried off into the, you know, the ceremonial burial like grounds. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. He he because in the first movie, he came out of the ship, you know, the, yeah. to the music. 
and then he's been lifted up to the music and be you know going back to heaven in a meta you know in a metaphorical sense yeah like the way it was depicted i'm like because he was a gift chadwick was a gift from god if you, if you guys were religious you guys are not but he was a gift to this planet and now he's gone back to the universe like he he served this purpose fortunately unfortunately unfortunately it sucks he was taken yeah. from us but he left a mark on this on his planet and that, and that mark is to love one another as if we are one single tribe I so do, do do wakandans mummify their bodies and does the vibranium keep it fresh for longer that would that's interesting <laughs> i do i do know with this funeral we have now seen a wakandan funeral a uh viking slash uh asgardian funeral we've seen a ravager funeral so we are getting into the british one and a good old-fashioned catholic <laughs> <laughs> british catholic funeral um so yeah we it it's We've we've had to bury some people in the MCU. This is way different though because of the man, uh, you know, also leaving us alongside this terrific character. So um, the silent opener didn't get me. Also, if you guys got emotional at any part in this film, just let me know. This is the part that got me because there's some parts in here that I will let you know is the part that got me. <laughs> so oh yeah, uh, like I said, I cried. I cried throughout the whole beginning funeral. Uh, yeah. Even past the the silent Marvel Studios, that's that's where it really hit me. That like, yeah. all the more memories start flashing back, seeing the images in the Marvel Studios logos. I'm like that. that I, 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 who left these Wakandan onions on the counter? <laughs> Wakandan onions. Wakandan. 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 Wakandan forever, people. Wakandan forever. That's it. Um, a year later, a Wakandan outreach center is targeted and attacked by a foreign government trying to steal vibranium. Oh. Luckily, go ahead, brother. I so like. That really that really messed me up too because I'm like so like T'Challa died what like the day after Endgame like like wait. oh yeah yeah how soon right yeah like did he die the night after the fireworks like goddamn that would have been terrible <laughs> that would have been terrible no for real um but yeah they have they have our continent outreach centers one of them gets targeted and attacked they're trying to steal the vibranium. Unbeknownst to them, that place is being guarded by the Dory Milaje. Badass scene of them opening up the whatever the vault or whatever, and the door, the door is just on the other side. Like, all right, now Man, what, are we, what are we bad gonna do? Ass. Super badass. Uh, not only are they able to take them down, but they bring them in single file to the United Nations as proof of the attack. And Queen Ramonda advises all nations uh, to not take Wakanda's kindness for weakness and tells them that further attempts on their resources will be seen as an act of aggression. She wishes those searching for vibranium outside of Wakanda, because that's the only place they're going to find it, uh, the best of luck. That and whole scene. French, right? Yeah. Yeah. Damn French. That whole yeah. scene was fire. Like, I just her, you know. Facts. We are not we are not afraid of uh, what it is capable of, but what you are capable of. I was like, oh shit! I, I do love this story, the story of it all, where it's like you know we we you people think we're weak because we lost our king or whatever. And as she says that, like Adora Milaje step out of the shadow. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, the juxtaposition, fuck. yeah, of her telling them, oh, fuck. and then and then watching it, it's just like, yeah, um, 
Angela Bassett's able to portray a level of strength through Ramonda, but you also can see there's a bit of unraveling there. She can't do it all. She Especially is, she is so she is so, she is so good at what she does. And because of that, maybe she might be the only person that felt close to what a main character could be in this movie. But and I think that's just her presence because she's Angela Bassett and she's <laughs> great. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I said. Like when, when they they brought her to the carpet, my fault, brother. They brought her to the carpet in the UN. Like, like they they got her. Like, gotcha. And she like like looking at all of them. Like, you you have no idea. Like three steps like, yeah, ahead. Nothing. Yeah, three steps ahead. Go ahead, brother. The, the whole one Marvel trailers always lie. When she was delivering like the whole scene of like I'm queen of the most powerful nation on this planet, and they were showing like the UN clip. I like the whole bait and switch Marvel because I thought she yeah. was going to deliver that in the UN, and then when right. the movie happened, I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. So they have like the the US. Uh, um, who who was that dude for the the US uh, senator or ambassador? Because I'm, I'm I think he's then. somebody su- uh, that that's would be replacing. Hamil- that's the dude from freaking Man of Steel. Is it uh, right? Alexander Hamilton, the scientist? Not yeah, because, fucking Hamilton. No, but uh, he played the scientist <laughs> in. He was the uh, the dude in the the. I know who you're talking He's about. The Star Labs dude from Superman the animated series. He'd be the the main the main Star Labs dude that he always. It's up. Richard Schiff, and he played the U.S. Secretary of State. Thank Probably. you, because now he replaced, I need a scientist name. Because <laughs> well, he since he replaced uh, Thaddeus Ross's character because he yes. was the previous Secretary of State. Yep, I just wanted to point that out and. That conversation, him and the French uh, senator or leader or ambassador were having, like they were saying, we want the best interest of Wakanda to share resources. And then having the French, uh, you know, the leader talking about that they're, in bit, they're you know, distasteful and like you guys are being not cool about it. And then bringing in the soldiers, yeah. hitting back at the past of imperialism, colonialism, like the French, like the France colonialized huge swaths of africa and then yeah. to say that the, the we're not sharing when in the fact y'all stolen resources and then they're bringing the soldiers that's proof again to see here y'all are trying to steal resources again i yeah. loved it but I also taking it. the high road right like not saying we found them and we killed them all but yeah look we caught y'all doing the shit that we knew y'all were gonna do Everyone, everyone can see. Everyone seeing. Everyone good. Everyone on the same page. All right. Well, try this again, and y'all gonna get got. You know what I'm saying? Like very, very cool with it. Very cool. I loved it. That that's pure diplomat, like diplomacy in its purest form. But like, uh, what's it called? Shrewdness. Like, I would vote for Rwanda if she were ran for president. Yeah, yeah. Or if if Wakanda were to take over the U.S., I'm like, Wakanda forever. We here, right? Like, moms. Hey, bro. Even Okoye kind of like she speaks. She speaks some side eyes French to the to the French lady when she brings in all the when she brings in all the uh, mercenaries and stuff. So yeah, I just like the sass. I'm loving the sass. Um, But yeah, the whole idea is that she's like, I know that now that you know about vibranium, you're gonna go look for it wherever you can find it and that's true because the next scene we have is in the atlantic ocean and a cia crew sent to her no no i laughed oh okay a cia crew is, is sent uh, down into the depths after a prototype vibranium detector finds vibranium in the ocean uh before they can get their hands on it both divers are taken out 
Suddenly, we hear the sign the sound of a siren song, a hypnotic and haunting melody that causes causes those to hear it to jump in off their ship. Uh, with only two operatives left, they manage to escape their blue-skinned attackers on foot and get into a helicopter. But while they're in the air, they are literally dragged backwards, and we see a figure in the sky toss the helicopter into the ocean. Uh, that whole scene <laughs> was the probably top five darkest moments for Marvel. They they showed a mass suicide, basically, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a swaffening, and then just just to receive this person just in shadow and dark, floating, just and cutaway mysterious character. Just if for volatile comic comic book readers, we know who that is. Moviegoers, they don't know who it is. Fans may know who it is. But it was like, whoa, this was dark. Holy crap, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I had an introduction. What'd you think, Yogi? I, again, like he mentioned the mass suicide scene, and all I kept thinking to myself was, man, I just know that the person who wrote this wanted it to be off of a building. Like, I feel it <laughs> in my heart. He wanted it to be off a building. But like, I guess into into Interwater is a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's big, right? It's a little yeah, bit big. Because they, like, they, they swam. Maybe they live. Maybe they all maybe. landed on a lifeboat or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they got they got drugged down to the darkest depths maybe. of the Atlantic. Maybe only the first few died so that the rest can land on them like life rafts. <laughs> there you go. I, like the zombies maybe. getting over that hill in uh, World War Z. Yeah, exactly. Oh God! They all just climbing over each other. Um, that siren song was real, bro. When that thing first came out, I was like, that is some creepy stuff. And just seeing the heads bob up in the ocean, I was that, like, this is wild. Okay, that dude, the Watchmen, had one job. You're a CIA <laughs> op. If you see something bob, if you're in the middle of the ocean, right, and you see something just pop out of the, the ocean and just float there, I'm calling that in. I'm, not, I'm <laughs> like, yo, strike team, y'all see that? Hit that right now. Just... Just tag it. Just, yeah. just release one. Just drop one. Just and, one. Then, and then when more popped up, he just kept looking at him. I'm like, dude, shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> this is international waters and they're just trespassing. Like, yo, oh, this yeah. is like a, a zone supposed to be around this. <laughs> the, uh, guns, the I was going to say, guns were surprisingly effective against those. Uh, uh, I was going to call them Atlanteans. Talowin? Talowin. Uh, tale- I call them Talaconians. They're called the Talacanese. The Talacanel. Talacanel. Yeah, okay, that's a little extra. Like, all of us are an. <laughs> yeah. How they tale- be ill? Talacan. They're ill. They're ill, bro. Talacanel. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I can mess with it. <laughs> they, the thing about, did, did you guys catch that the woman operative is Lake Bell, who played, uh, she plays. The voice of Poison Black Ivy Widow? and the Harley Quinn, and she yeah. plays Black Widow in What If? Is that well. who that was? I didn't realize yeah. that that was her. I was just like, man. I was wondering why she killer. sounded so familiar. When I saw her, I'm like, what is she doing in this movie? I was like, this is not, <laughs> this is not <laughs> the movie for her. And then kind of expand, man. Yeah, I'm so. Gl- <laughs> I'm also glad that that all got shut down. Like you know, so- like I wouldn't want those characters in the rest of the film, like in the whole subplot and whatever, like. <laughs> But what an introduction of a brand new character, and More I think man. that this is the beginning of making him terrifying. Like I think this, they did a great job on making Namor feel like there is a threat, that he is a threat, 
And with his introduction, it changes everything. Like as far as power levels and structures, dare I say that with his introduction, the hierarchy of the Marvel universe is about to change. Oh my God. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, facts, it has changed. He's, his strength has been compared to Hulk. And he's he's Thor. up there, bro. He's up there, bro. That's where we at right now. But physical strength, he's up there. Like, and you know, his introduction, he he I he, he I can't. He's not a hero nor a villain. He's just problematic, depending on the situation. He's by his peoples. Yeah. He's by, he's by his and heaviest heads, the rest of the crown. And that's a big sometimes ass crown. You gotta start a that war. And sometimes you gotta start a war to protect the peoples. Imagine that big ass helmet underwater. Like, turning your head with that shit. That's hard, man. It's just rough. Uh, Queen Ramunda makes her return from the United Nations and notices that Shuri is still refusing to fully grieve her brother's death. She makes a point to say there will never be a- another Black Panther, calling the mantle a relic. What do you guys think about Shuri kind of uh, battling against not only, like, the religion of her people, but this idea of, like, the of the Black Panther mantle. Is she speaking from a place of being pragmatic, or is she speaking from a place of pain? Nah, she had all... It's an expansion of who she was in, in the first movie. She 100%, always, yeah. Uh, rejected tradition, because it's it's out oh, there. Yeah. A girl that scoffed at tradition! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And... <laughs> The the grief obviously pushed to sit pushed it along, but she was always trying to come up with things that the dormant logic wouldn't use. Like and then they continue that now in this movie. So it's like I just think that was uh that's who she is. Yeah, like definitely like uh her brother was that bridge between like the old ways and her new ways. Cause he was never against her implications of or implication of new technologies and new inventions on the Black Panther suit and on his abilities on in the field because she was basically his um L to his um James Bond for lack yeah. of better words yeah uh, like and she was definitely the man in the chair like like um it definitely was an expansion on her character like she as most people who are scientifically inclined um. Uh, uh, for lack of better words, don't embrace religion because of the scientific side of the brain, you know, that whole yeah. dichotomy. But yeah. the way Wakanda is on the outside, you would think that they've combined magic and technology, you know, they just go hands in hand, hand in hand, because the Mokoya beads are basically magic to anyone. Yeah. Like, they do everything. They resuscitate. They're surveillance. They can, like, do holograms and, like, uh, do real-time locations on the planet and the stratosphere like yeah. <laughs> totally You're i would love you? to see them explore how uh her because her, she's queen now and like she would be we'll get into that right like we'll I, get into that because that's <laughs> kind of up in the air we got we got some talking well, yeah that's, but... that's the thing because like it uh, you know like to be on like not jumping to the end of the story but the line of succession goes you know like she oh, yes. she is the next in line right and with her right. scoffing tradition like that, like, and then becoming the leader of the country, it kind of sucks that we might not ever see this actress again. Like, oh, I, hope, yeah. I hope that we do, but like, it sucks that we might not get to explore that aspect of the story. Like, how, what? Right, considering considering the 2009 run when she first got the mantle in the comics, up until when T'Challa came back, I would love to see Shuri as Queen Regent of Wakanda. With a comic book accurate costume, if if possible, Kevin, please, please. They would. They could have given it a fur. They could give her the fur. Mariah, I needed the fur. 
I thought it was the neck for but you know what? 2009, a lot of people were wearing that that jacket with the fur around the hood. You know, you know the one you put on the hood that had the fur on the head. Yes, exactly. Oh. Uh, I don't think that's in style anymore. So <laughs> it was a style at the time. <laughs> we're going face speeds, dog. Yeah. Hey, I dig it. Um. So they remarked that the, today is a year since the child had passed and Ramonda asks her daughter to come with her and leave her technology behind. They go to a beach where Ramonda says that she did a ritual that allowed her to feel T'Challa in the breeze. This got me. I did not expect this speech to get me, but it got me where she basically speaks about like, you know, sitting there and waiting and it took forever, but she finally was able to feel T'Challa's presence as the wind pushing her forward i damn near choked up because i i do believe like and then it even hurts me equally when then shuri's like yeah yeah your mind made that up like that's not real you know i it it was both versions of me speaking on screen (laughs) because when i lost somebody close to me there was a version of me that was very mad at religious texts and 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 what i felt like were um, not disingenuine, but like, oh, yeah. it almost felt hollow. Yeah, hollow. Just because I guess of I hollow, what you were going through. A hundred percent. Just what I felt like were hollow sentiments that are just repeated in these situations. Um, I, I didn't. I needed something real. I needed something concrete, and I see myself scoffing at that. But now, um, as an older gentleman who's dealt with a bit more trauma in his life, you kind of realize that whatever people do to get past the trauma in their lives you know that's up to them like while she scoffs at the idea that you would create a situation that would comfort you um while you lose a a loved one ramonda looks at her like well what's the alternative if you're not doing that if you're not doing what i'm doing the silly thing that i'm pretending that my loved one is still here uh and and moving on with me then the opposite of that is what you're doing, which is constantly punishing yourself for this person not being here. Is that better? And I thought that was a pretty poignant way to to put that's all that. A, that's a great response because I didn't even I think of that. that. And I have been on both sides, even and even now I lean on Shuri's side of things. So yeah. I really, I really like that answer. Yeah, like I, I immediately started to get choked up once the scene. Ryan Coogler, once again, I'm gonna give you your flowers all throughout this entire. My podcast. Yeah. Uh, when the scene started with the the elephants, uh, like if 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 you don't know if the Animal Kingdom, the elephant, the mom always leads like the herd, the calves, and Ramonda leading Shuri to the the ocean or to the water and teaching her, you know, you know about what it is, what it means to lose someone, what it is to process your grief. This, this I I love that that symbolism that that was happening there merely set the stage for what was happening and i was i was there to absorb it to witness it and to see because i felt that like to like oh this is this thoughts of prayer da 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 this all i hear this every time in tragedy and i'm hearing it now this is nothing but also uh processing it and healing from it and understanding those complex emotions and and you know and to carry that with you and you telling yourself that it's you're going to be okay that they're going to be okay. You know you're going to be okay and that they're in a better place. And trying to instill that in Shuri and Shuri rebuking it, not not rebuking it, but like, you know, going against yeah, it, it kind of yeah. hurt to see that. Because like I've been there 
and to see that happen, it was like, oh, I wish I can just sure it's yeah. gonna be okay. Right, hundred percent. And you gotta think it, it hurt Ramonda. Right? You gotta think that right. like if yeah. without the ability to to see things in that way that you know he's lost but he's not gone forever kind of way if you're not looking at it that way you're you're torturing yourself and she is trying not to have her daughter torture herself forever with a loss that both of them feel you know she almost like in helping shuri grieve you got to believe that that's closing a door for her like like a chapter that they're together are able to get past um, but her inability to want to get past it kind of leaves Ramonda with one foot in, in the door, you know, mm, like yeah. kind of, it's kind of still waiting for Shuri to come back, come around to the finality of what happened. Um, it, it's, it's rough stuff. And we're like, oh, like, oh, I can't get any worse from here. Um, she, she says, um, she tries to get her daughter to burn the ceremonial, uh, funeral clothing because that is what they do, um, as like the final step. But Shuri says she'd rather set fire to the world. Their conversation is interrupted by the arrival of a figure from the ocean. The man, adorned in vibranium armor and with winged feet, introduces himself as Namor and tells them that Wakanda outing themselves has created a vibranium arms race. He tells them of the vibranium detector and blames them for this, asking them for help to take down the threats to their resources. He demands they find the scientist that made the machine, who was American, and surrender them to him or suffer the consequences. He leaves, but not before tossing the detector on shore. I thought another badass scene for my boy Namor. I love his entire uh, origin. Dope origin, way better than the comics. His, yeah. the, the the fact that it is is his origin it means uh, El Nino uh, Namor. Yeah, yeah, Cena Namor. Dope, dope, dope name. That is probably the, the dopest name for an origin. El Cena Namor. You're also watch out, Sue Storm. Watch out. You gonna do with the? My name is Namor. Where's your husband? Oh, no. You're also a Hispanic man. Uh, Jai, uh, what did you think of the scene on more? No. Of it all. I liked it. I was done. It's cute, right? It's cute. Like it's not perfect, but I think it's I was cute. like, you know what? I, I'll let this one slide. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. I mean, it may be in a different circumstance, but I'm a little biased here. I'll let it slide. Right, right, I'm right. Over. I did I think that. I don't think they were thinking that when they created Namor in the fucking 1940s, some no. war-torn boy, man. No, but it's the same. But it's the same great. thing as like the the S being hope on the chest yeah, thing, right? It's hope. It means like, hope. It, well, it means hope now. Now it now it does. <laughs> now it means hope. <laughs> now it definitely means hope. So yeah, I I dug that. I loved. I love that, like, no conversation with Namor. I have to go back and look. But I f almost feel like every conversation with Namor, there's a threat. Like, even if he's having a regular conversation. So he's like, yeah, you know, I need your help, whatever, whatever. Oh, by the way, I have more soldiers in the water than you guys have blades of grass. Just super calmly puts that out there. Imposing <laughs> threat. That, I was yeah. shook. I was like, yo, what? Yeah, he and and I thought about there. it. And I thought about the origin. I'm like, yo, they are basically immortal. They don't die by traditional means, right? Like, and and if they just reproduce for five hundred years, 
and they don't die. And they probably don't have yeah. the same sicknesses or other causes of death None. than other people. None. So, yeah. yeah. He's like, by the way, I just have an entire army underneath you guys at any point. So don't get don't get crazy. I, I, I was so angry that nobody told him, well, why don't you just defend yourself? <laughs> you can just defend yourself. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. need to be bothering with this if your army is so large. And then it wasn't. It was like 30 people. Get out of here. But I guess I guess the idea is that <laughs> 30 people were, in two whales. <laughs> if you were two whales. One was a rental. It, the um <laughs> I guess the idea is that if he were to defend himself, that fully outs Talokan, right? And they would have to rule the world at that point, right? Like oh, yeah. They would have to become... They would have to swaft every major power on the planet to the just keep world. themselves okay because the world will want their vibranium. And Gotta find a new fish against them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, but like I do... The whole- I do believe... I-, I do believe Namor's threats. He was very... Uh, imposing and electrifying in each word that was delivered he yeah. he wasn't kidding he 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 meant business right. every last action he took was in the name of talakan and he meant it like wakanda we will just bury y'all yeah and the world would just make it seem like it was just a random climate change accident because that's what the world said like what happened was it's just basically wakanda civil war part two is what happened yeah <laughs> i I just loved how, because like uh, he, for all the changes, all the superficial changes that they make on top of Namor, like you know, you could change, you had to change. It's not Atlantis anymore; it's Talcon, and now it's <laughs> Mayan inspired. And now he's Latin, but it still felt like it. It felt like yeah. Na- it felt like Namor, <laughs> like the way I always knew him. He's mm-hmm. always he's always for his people. He's a fucking asshole. He, he's, he's, <laughs> he's always threatening. He's always threatening. He's always got some slick shit to say out of his mouth. And he fucking said the one thing I needed him to say. I don't know. He was he was pretty fucking accurate. Like I yeah, your facts as you say yes, especially with the new Avengers run of Namor and with the Phoenix Five of him. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he he he's able to speak with a level of matter of factness that makes it seem like this is his fifth hundredth meeting, you know, where he has to tell people, "Hey, listen, you need to cut it out, or else we're coming." Like he's done this so he's been around the block so many times that he is not impressed. Uh, at one point, he has a hostage of sorts, and they're like, "What what do you want for them?" He's like, "Nothing." Like, this is not like what do you think this is like? <laughs> and uh, he speaks with he speaks with a, like a level of um, I say regality. Like I said, like I said, regality and matter of fact. Like there's no yeah. He's not he's not being he's not using um metaphors. You know, he says the thing about the blades of grass, but I think he's, he's serious about that. I don't think he's being serious. Yeah, he's he not being poetic. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> he meant that shit. And I love that he throws the 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 uh detector up on on shore with them, to like so fast and so strong that they didn't even hear it. <laughs> and that, that that got me. That got me because I was like, no water was mo-, mo like you didn't hear no water, no trees, no dirt, no sound, no birds, nothing. You just heard the conversation and no music was playing either. Nope. Like you kind of heard some nature in the background. You kind of heard the fire crackling, but you didn't hear none of that happened and i'm like yo if they go in the cover of night they can just literally slit throats in the middle of in the night and people they would just disappear and no one would know what happened 
Because Namor just pulled up on them and they didn't know. He could have killed both of them. Condon, he could have killed both of them and it been what it was. Yeah. Right? Movie and credits. That's it, y'all. Condon family gone. That's it, y'all. All the stars are close. All the stars are close. You're like, what? You're like, what? This 45 minutes? What the hell? What kind of film is this? Um, but, uh, and I also love that, you know, the mother is like, oh, there's, there's no kind of vibranium uh, elsewhere than Wakanda. And Shuri's like, he's literally covered in it. Like, I'm looking at him right now. He's, he's dripping. He's dripping in vibranium right now. You, you got no clue. Um, and it goes to show, because this happens later on with Okoye. Okoye is like, vibranium elsewhere? But that goes against everything we've ever read. And Shuri's like, yeah, like so what? Like it's because she's not be that indoctrinated. Way. She's, yeah, she's not, right. She's not deep into the traditions yeah. and deep yeah. into the stories. Because I'm like, because if I'm a scientist and if I know my culture is based on a meteorite hitting the planet, we know meteorites fragment. Mm-hmm. So you have to yeah. assume that there are other vibranium deposits on the planet. Shout out to Antarctic vibranium. If we get there, please, Thunderbolts, can you give us that, please? Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, this Taliconian vi- or Taliconeal vibranium, Wakandan mm-hmm. vibranium, possibly Antarctic vibranium, anti-vibranium. Like, I, I, with Taliconeal vibranium, that means other sources of vibranium exist in the MCU. Yeah. Just with his this with the introduction of Talakanil's vibranium, and plus it was a different color. Like it's purple vibranium, now it's blue vibranium. Is it yeah. green and red vibranium? Are we like going into like kryptonite shades of color when it comes oh, to this? Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to find a pink one. Yeah, right. But the, <laughs> we're gonna get the pink panther. <laughs> hey, oh my god! Hey. <laughs> 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 He's, he's vulgar. He's killing you. He's killing you. On the split. The funny thing, though, we just talked about religion, religion and science and stuff. Um, it's, it's kind of poignant that these two different civilizations uh, both discovered what vibranium what the vibranium meteorite was able to do in two different uh locations environments and both believed that it was their god that kind of put them on the path for this it, so it kind of shows you isn't that weird look, like the science I, and the religion kind of tie in this universe it actually was though <laughs> like, it, it, it actually I was, was. about to say it, it really happened love and thunder love and thunder literally <laughs> oh, said yeah. like because you have to assume with that because like the African yeah. gods, yeah. the Egyptian gods, Bass. the Greeks, the Rome, like, everyone was watching when that happened 10,000 years ago or I, a million years ago. And it was like, yo, I want <laughs> someone from my people, my, my culture to get that, to make us stronger <laughs> so we can make other people believe in me to make me stronger. Yeah. <laughs> But they they it, 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 they do build they still build religions around deities. It just happens to be that the deities are real, but the religions yes. are all still full of human ideas and and, and errors and, fa- and fallacies and stuff like you that. Know, yeah, it just so happens that there was actually a panther god to be like, hey, go go smoke that herb. <laughs> <laughs> Trust it's me, good. it's gonna be good. Trust, <laughs> Trust me. Hey yo, Bashinga, you see you see that? Go get that. Go, Go get, get that. Yeah. 
But Damn. then bowl, drink it, drink it. Yeah, you're gonna call that purple drink. Now punch that guy next to you as hard as you can. Watch what happened. Uh, uh, did you see he actually did it? Uh. <laughs> they're, they're laughing up there with Zeus. You see, ah, uh, new best. Did you see that? I made them do it. Uh. <laughs> Ridic- ridiculous. Uh, so uh, see, see, can't you? My avatar is better than yours. Uh. <laughs> can't choose in the corner. Jacking it. So the Royal Wakandan, <laughs> the Royal Wakandan Council meets to discuss Namor, but no answer is found. It's a pretty short scene, but uh, I love that Mbaku calls her a uh, bald-headed demon. Bald-headed demon. The comedy still on point. Still do. on point. Still and- organic. Didn't feel forced. It was just great. Still grunting, so he doesn't have to answer questions. Like at one point, they're like, "What oh, the Jabari?" He's like, "Who? Who? 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 And besides that, but I love Winston Dukes's um, development of M'Baku. Yeah. The five years really showed in, in his characters. I saw the gray. Like, I saw, and, like, he's not as aggressive. He was a lot more um, uh, compassionate towards, um, I guess, everyone. Because he's probably what well, he probably was regent since um, T'Challa and Shuri were snapped away. And Ramona probably needed some help ruling the nation. And it, and it showed. I saw it. I saw well, the proof. And the thing is, the, all the, all it's not something you have to really imagine, right? Like, all of the breadcrumb trails are there in the sense that, you know, the Jabari were isolationists in Wakanda um, through, as he admitted, uh, in Black Panther 1, because T'Challa chose to spare his life, he already felt indebted to the royal family. Ramunda is the one who goes up to him to try to get him to stop Killmonger so that already establishes a relationship between Ramunda and Umbaku where she feels like she can oh no like she can what's, what's that called <laughs> not that kind of relationship oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I mean, or, or maybe I don't know what T'Chaka was doing just <laughs> doing back in those days <laughs> my <father. laughs> so, so, so. So, um, you know, he, he already knows them. He And then after T'Challa's death, he basically promises T'Challa that he would look after Shuri. So um, all of this growth it has been gradual, but it definitely has been there. Like you said, and now where the Jabari are sitting in on meetings where they normally would just let them do whatever the hell they wanted and they would just stay in the, in the mountains. So I thought that was, um, it's a pretty cool progression for that character. Definitely. Uh, in the lab, Shuri investigates the detector and said it was made by a genius. Okoye is ordered to find the scientists and asks to borrow Shuri as backup. Although Ramonda is hesitant, she trusts her general and they head to America. Um, Shuri and Okoye confront Everett Ross and try to get him, uh, try to press him for info on the scientist, uh, who they realize is a young woman staying at MIT. He tells them of Namor's attack against the CIA, but they pretend not to know who was responsible. They study Riri from afar, who seems to be a street smart and clever student who gets other kids to pay her to do their homework. Shuri decides that she should be the she should be the one to try to speak to her, and Riri recognizes her as the queen instantly. Riri says uh, she didn't build a detector for the CIA, but as a school project. 
when Shuri tells her that her life is in danger, Riri tries to run away, but ok Okoye cuts her off and they convince her to go back to Wakanda with them. Um uh, loaded, bit of a loaded scene. Uh what do you guys think? I love Riri. I right? so I loved her. I love Dominique <laughs> Thorne. The comedy. She killed it. Like I a great addition to the MCU. And my mind was blown by this fact. Riri Williams, MJ, and Ned all attend MIT. Oh yeah. They yeah. all go to school together. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, do they have they, they gotta, do that. They gotta do that? They gotta do that. That gotta be coming. <laughs> Like, that has to come up again. Like, please let that. This, don't let this. This come on. Let this thread come on. Lead to the big sweater. Like, come on. I need it. <laughs> I need it. And, and and the and the I I don't know why, but my my Marvel brain was inkling metallurgy. Yo, you made a vibranium detector for a metallurgy project. Uh uh-uh. uh. Who funded this? Who's the who's the professor this person works for? Who's the school funded? Who's putting the grants into the school? Who well, yeah, this? like think about it. Like <laughs> she she made this machine, took it, probably got an A for the assignment, and then what? Someone just took her her schematics and fucking went around the block, sold it to the CIA, and had these machines being built. Like that's kind of jacked up, right? Like who does she have to sue? Maybe she needs a blind lawyer, right? That's why I was like, who, how? What is this? Was this all? This is a front just to see where where where, where can we get to get the cutting edge? Like you know, latest tech since we know Stark isn't around, so we need a new super genius that give us military patents on the latest tech to give us an edge on Wakanda. <laughs> I don't I don't know what better way to say it, but Dominique Thorne with Riri has just swag. She's just dripping attitude. Oh, yeah. She's dripping swag. Um, She's dripping sass. Sass. I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't see. Nor did I feel mm-hmm. that come out necessarily in the trailer material. Uh, me and Yogi were talking about that off air. But Yogi, as you said, we didn't get much of her in the trailer material. So that makes yeah, sense. she didn't even. She didn't speak. We didn't know her face looked like. We just yeah. had a hammer banging a heart through a thing, which and she like, didn't we just, right, we just, right, we just knew like, happen. oh, look, uh, Iron Man uh, plot thread is going to get set up in this. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, no, I, I completely dug the character. What's funny is, okay, we, we, I think we were talking about this, uh, Yogi, we were talking about this with GT, who was on last week's episode, where he was rewatching, I want to say Civil War, and he was talking about how flippant, um, Aunt May was about letting Peter go with Tony. And we were yeah. like, well, we were like, well, he know, you know, Tony's famous, you know, like, so that's possibly, possibly why they're like a little bit more lenient with that. But I love that Riri recognizes Shuri, knows exactly who she is. And it's like, I need to escape. I need to go out, go through the bathroom and go through the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I, love, I didn't really get that. I was like, I get it. Like, you know, she's royalty. So you, you some, you know, you recognize her. Yeah. But like, I'm like, why does she want to escape? She, once she heard that. that they were coming at her, coming for her because the thing is they oh yeah come they said she was coming to wakanda basically by force she was like okay yeah sure i'm just gonna go but that's kind of what tony said tony's like we're going to germany and uh peter was like i have homework and he's like uh, no you don't we're going to germany and here they're like we're going to wakanda and she's like all right give me one second she tries to escape and okoye comes out <laughs> um and uh you know they eventually events they eventually like, end up convincing I, I, I her. said five minutes i gave you six 
Yeah, she's getting <laughs> she getting spicy there too. Um, Denai Guerrero. I listen. I give her all the flowers as well. I think Facts. she ate that role in the first film. I don't necessarily she know. Understood the assignment. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily Okoye was supposed to be a standout of Black Panther one, but I think that her ability to portray that character um, made her bigger. And you got to include her playing that character in films like Infinity War, in Endgame, in um, and What If, and What If. There's something else I'm mistaken, but yeah, she's she's played her outside of Black Panther as well, so that's um, interesting there. And I love that she called her head ashy. <laughs> Once again, the jokes I told on you. point. <laughs> what you was like, oh, you okay? no, no, no. I was just oh, laughing. No. no, it was great. Yeah, she's. Uh, I told you. I told you. No, no, you look great. I promise you. No, I told you. Look that, like rather. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I love how like it just feels genuine and organic. It's just. Yeah. It just. This like this is probably the most MCU feeling when it comes to that. Like when it comes to that feeling of nostalgia, when it comes to that just classic, just ah, that's funny. Oh yeah, this they're gonna this is gonna be quoted for for Dick for like enough for years. I see that coming. Memes are gonna be dedicated to this movie already. <laughs> yeah, I also like that Shiri kind of tells her like you know. Uh, like kind of relates to her on like a young genius kind of level and it's like i can oh, yeah. ju- just you being smart i can i i can already tell that you've probably pissed a lot of people off you know and i, I like that she's able to have that conversation with her like that oh yeah i love the instant science girls uh like kind of science bro like we you know with tony and bruce like we got yeah. and shuri i love it i love it they decide to head to riri's workstation to grab all the sensitive blueprints but end up surrounding by the police they split up with Okoye in a car, Shuri on a motorcycle, and Riri piloting her own makeshift Iron Man suit in its unfinished form. There's literally a scene where the, there's a line that says something like, Oh shit, she's got an Iron Man suit! Man, <laughs> hold on! Yo, my girlfriend thought, like, did someone in the crowd, like, say no, that? No, that's in that the movie. was <laughs> funny. <laughs> It was funny as that. Oh, shit. oh shit, she got an Iron Man suit. <laughs> Just Ooh, like bro. that. <laughs> Just like that. And I was like, wow. But like, they, that's where we're at in the MCU. That's where we're at. But they were, the they were all over. This. They were saying shit all over this film. I was like, wow, we've really upped the I guess shit is just something you can just say now in in these movies. I'm, like, like, hey, like I'm all for it, because that, that's a real world reaction. Like if you saw if you if you're an FBI agent, right? <laughs> FBI agent, and you have to understand the world that you live in. You know, there's aliens, androids, and wizards, right? Oh mm-hmm. my. You're going into a sting operation. You ain't expecting someone to have an Iron Man suit, right? Right. right. All right, so you walk in, all right, whatever you're going to like, go on the ground. Oh, we got an arm and boom. Oh shit! <laughs> so so funny. Um, so they managed to get away from the FBI, but they are ultimately targeted oh, by oh. Namor's army. Those water grenades, bro! Holy hell! I was so curious about in the trailer how the throne room got flooded because. Literally, it's high. It's high up in the to, air too. It's like right. Um, we we were all referring to when Namor got the Phoenix Five power, or the Phoenix Force power, and then he just flooded Wakanda with the power with the power. But this made so much sense. 
literally yeah. just water water grenades or water bombs water bombs yeah. and they just <laughs> they just like each one of them has a tidal wave in him or whatever basically they toss this underneath the vehicle and it just explodes damn near knocks out um or does knock out uh shuri and they get end up getting confronted by namor's army which is led by atuma and namora i liked atuma and okoye going and doing battle setting up probably one of the dopest like on-screen like rivalries like yeah. brief rivalries in a movie or in a franchise i was like yo this was i love this it kind of like uh, reminded me of death dealer and um shang chi a little bit at one point they had she had atuma has okoye death rights he could straight up kill her but he tosses her weapon back to her he's like having fun with this whole thing bad ass he said no i ain't done with you pick up your weapon i ain't done like, literally, like, if you watch Teen Titans, remember that scene when Slade was whooping Robin's ass Robin, and he yeah. was about to fall off the roof? He yeah. grabbed, saved him. He was already saving him. He was like, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't done with you. He yeah. just continued to beat this ass. I was like, yo, only badasses do that. Atuma, if, if you live through this, I would love to see you in future installments because you are a huge villain in, like, you know, Namor and Black Panther's mythos and just in Avengers, like, history. Like, Atuma's yeah. a whole-ass sea Avenger right. in the comics. <laughs> a deep-sea Avenger. <laughs> uh, when he, like, when he, like, swings at her and she uses her staff to try to stop him and is knocked back, like, several feet. She's, like, trying to hold her ground. But the power of the swing just knocks her back several feet. She has to actually plant the vibranium staff into the ground to stop from moving. I'm like, this is, this is a bit rough here. Um that's what made me realize I'm like, yo, the, these these teleco these teleconeal teleconians, what are we calling them again? The teleconians. <laughs> you can call them the telecon. The telecon, like they, when that whole fight scene set up the whole premise for the rest of their species, their race. I'm like, if he is close to the peak as possible, all the Wakandans and the rest of the planet have an issue right now because Okoye is nothing to scoff at. She can fight Bucky hand to hand and win. She yeah. can probably beat Steve if on a good day, like on a good good day. She was going hand to hand with the Black Order. What are they called? Thanos' kids. Uh, the Order. Oh yeah, yeah. She went against. She went against Proxima Midnight. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cole Obsidian and um. Clover's Glaive. Fall all of them hand to hand. I was going to call him the Dark Order, but there's something they called something out. Uh, the Black Order, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the Black Order. She Join fought the, the children order. of Thanos <laughs> and lived, <laughs> but had issues with Atuma. Like, yeah. that, like, man, like, I was, I was, I was afraid for her. I was literally afraid that they were about to kill off this character so quickly in the movie. And I was like, no, please, no, Ryan, no. I, no, I no, honestly no. thought I did not. I, I did not think they were going to kill anyone in this movie because I thought we had dealt Chad with... Chad Wicks so was much. enough? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> right? Yo, 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 scream. If we go get there, but man, I was like, yo, I can't what? 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 To be honest, like, I totally thought if... I didn't think she would die, but if she was going to die, I thought Okoye could die in this scene. You know, yeah. given, given everything. Yeah, yeah totally. Because I'm like, I, I don't know what the rest of this franchise even looks like. I don't even know if they want to continue this after this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm like, yeah. 
So I'm like, they could they could just clean shop, clean up shop with this whole film if they wanted to. It was um, supposed to be like a uh, Dora Milaje show, right? I think uh, they're still uh, working on something. Yeah, yeah, Midnight Angels, that spinoff series. Yeah, or the Wakandan spinoff series. I have an yeah. Iron Man suit. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, she, they toss. He tosses Okoye into the ocean, basically. Uh, before Otuma could kill Riri, Shiri demands a parley with the king and agrees to go with them to do so. Okoye screams as uh, Shiri and Riri disappear into the water, disappear with the water dwellers. And I know what that scream was because I was like, literally, that like you just told the queen, like you just told the queen that you had this. You had one job. It's just only one day. It's been a day. That's it. It's just been one day. One job. One job. You have one job, General Okoye at the Dora Malage. I would not even went back home. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was one. That's one of those things, right? You can't. Come we're back gonna home find. We're, I'm gonna find him myself. Yeah, we'll, we'll go talk about that. Um, so Ross is called in the next day to survey the damage, and it turns out that people think the attack was the cause of the Wakandans. Ross finds out that the director of the CIA is now uh, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I refuse to say her name. Her name is Madam Hydra. (laughs) And it is also revealed, like, that that wasn't even the bomb. The bomb of her being the CIA director. Okay, that's fine. The other bomb is that she's Ross's ex-wife. Um, right, like what? I'm so mad took that from Nick Fury and put it here. Right, I, I, I was upset. But I was happy. Nick Fury, <laughs> like fuck. Man, I, I I like I like that draw from the comics, but it makes more sense for Everett Ross's character, <laughs> like just for that comedic beat between them. Like I can't yeah. imagine Nick Fury being married. Like ever that's since why, Captain that's Marvel, exactly he's why. always been about the that's job. Exactly like, what would have made it work so well. Because that's you why I wanted to think about it, brother. Or you know what? We're saying it. that it'd have been left field, but you know what? That would have been messed up because she's Madam Hydra. Well, yeah, yeah, secret invasion. Here we come. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> um, she and this maybe it's because of what this film is about, and maybe it's because of what's going on in this. In this, more so than her other appearances, she radiates mega Karen energy. There's super Karen energy coming off of Madam Hydra in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like literally when she talks to Ross later and whatever, I'm just like, no, you want you're calling the fucking cops on the barbecue right now. That's exactly what you're doing, and you don't even. <laughs> see it. But okay, okay, Mr. Defontaine, we'll, we'll get to you in a second. Um, when Ross finds Kamoyo beads on the ground, he grabs them and places them into his pocket. So they address later on that she knew that he grabbed these beads, right? She put them. Yeah. I, yes, I'm always, I'm always suspicious when like someone kneels down and someone calls them and they just shuffle some shit into their pocket. <laughs> and, like, and they're like, "Oh, what? Yeah, right? Are you calling me? It's like, bro, I, 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 saw, I saw that. Like, how? Who can't see that? I saw, I saw you steal evidence. Like, what are you, what are you doing? From a crime scene. From a Wakandan crime scene. Yeah. So I like that they, <laughs> I like that they patched it up basically by. Um, Kind of just saying that she knew that it was there. Like he thought he had it. Like he was on the sneak tip. And she's like, You thought you found beads on the floor? (laughs) 
Yeah, and so, you know me. what's crazy? That plays up to Everett Ross's character because he's always been like a step behind ever since Civil War. Like he didn't know yes. what was going on with Zemo. He didn't know what was going on with Black Panther and the Chalk. He didn't know what was going on. He with didn't know what was going on with Wakanda. He didn't know Wakanda was a real, like a real yeah, place, like, like fucking futuristic and shit. For all his good intentions, I just wish he was just a little bit smarter, just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But with with with, with Madam Hydra, like Thunderbolts, another plot thread that was introduced into the movie, like it. I mean, I'm not mad about it, but it's just, hey, this is what's coming out soon, y'all. Don't she's doing, she's doing her best to build disconfidence in structures that people have been confident in before with the Avengers, with stuff like this. Uh, you can you can almost see, again, the breadcrumb trails that will lead from here to Thunderbolts um, with her ability to twist things around and and she's they seem to like her she fucking rose up in the cia so they're gonna believe her when she says these are the threats and these are not the threats you know and it's just so funny when we as a country get to make those distinctions because they usually don't stay that way you know what depends on how our bread right. is buttered kind of stuff so um uh and you know what's crazy yeah. those distinctions between like what we as a well i guess american citizens or not american citizens as, as a populace, what we view as good and bad is usually decided by the power structures that exist or what that that is, you know, what bees, like you just said. Yeah. Madam Hydra is going to decide what's good and what's bad. And as she's just out here destabilizing uh, governments and agencies and regimes and whatnot and recruiting super soldiers and super and enhanced individuals, I'm really afraid what is going to happen especially with hercules coming through i really hope the thunderbolts is what that issue is going to solve like <laughs> yeah and you know like you're just saying when you get to when you are the one that gets to write the rules and pick what's bad and what's good um you can end up into some very dangerous territory you know uh people often talk about like oh you know you know what's what's right and what's wrong it's what's legal but then people often go into the history books and goes, there was some pretty heinous shit that was legal just a couple of years ago. And I feel yes. like this that's what she represents. She represents that side of fan that believes that everything that's legal is what's right. And so she's going to test those fans because she's going to be the one to make the laws. She's going to be the one to do some very heinous shit under the guise of protecting citizens in the government, as many politicians have done in the past. Man. Uh, and... With that real life, you know, almost mirror being held up, we I think some people are going to be taking their real life experiences with politics and kind of looking at Allegra sideways. Like, what are you what are you really doing over there? What are you really trying to get accomplished? Because she's going to smile at anyone who lets her look at look at how she handled the John Walker situation. Like that guy is a maniac at one point. Yes. <laughs> you know, like he went crazy and she just talked him down. She patted him on the head and got him on board, you know, so who knows what else she's capable of. Um, get, grab your tissues because uh, back in Wakanda, Okoye begs Queen Ramonda to be allowed to go and save Shuri. Instead, she is stripped from her rank as general and kicked out of the Dori of Malaje. She is floored by the news and in tears she says that she's given up everything. The consul does their best to defend Okoye, but Ramonda's mind is made up. She says as Queen of Wakanda with all of her family gone, has she not given up everything? She rips Okoye apart for standing at Killmonger's side during his insurrection and demands she step down at once. Tearfully, Okoye abandons her spear and walks away. 
Ramonda tries to use Shiri's Komoyo beads to track her location, uh, not knowing that Ross has them. Ross, being with Allegra, pretends to be getting a call and informs Ramonda of the attack in Massachusetts. Um, I did not expect a firing to go down. No, I mean, yeah, I didn't see that shit coming. Um, I was afraid of it because, like, as soon as Okoye screamed, I th- I felt so much emotion for her because I'm like, you know, you fucked up. She knows she <laughs> fucked up. Queen's gonna know she's fucked up. She's gonna get fired or get the death penalty because you you had one job and and then it's like you just you screw with the royal bloodline, fam. Like there there is no. There is no coming back from this. <laughs> like, bro, like, no. This is one of those scenes with, with no cry. music. This is one of those scenes with absolutely no music. They just let this play out as it did. Did um, Ramonda's severity shock you, Yogi? No, she's a grieving mother. Uh, <laughs> that's about how that goes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was one of those things where I'm like, it's, it's, it's like when your friend is being disrespectful and then gets what he deserves from his parents. It's like, you kind of were being disrespectful, but damn, like, I don't know if I want to be here while, while this is going down. Like, so it's the same thing. Like, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, did it lose was her. A, it was an emotional decision. It wasn't the right one, but it was what is probably what someone would do in that position when they're thinking with their heart. You know, my son is dead. My husband's dead. My daughter might be dead now. It's like a lot, and no one's gonna it talk her down from that because oh, that's real. Yeah, well, but, she's the queen right, too. She, you can't really. Yeah, she she started off. She said, it, "I am queen of the most powerful nation." Like, who's gonna say? Who's gonna tell me I'm wrong? Like, now nah, the crazy man. line. The crazy line was, uh, "They're like, yo, but come on, man. She raised her spear up against her husband, and she's like, well, then she could chill with that dude. Then they both could be in prison. I don't give a damn." She could. She was like, she can still chill with her husband. I can't chill with mine because he's with the ancestors. And I was like, you know what, man? I quit. You uh, want me to quit? Right. <laughs> I quit. What you want, girl? What you want? Oscar, man? Oscar. If the Academy doesn't nominate, if she doesn't win nor get nominated, something's wrong with the Academy. Flat. And, and to be man. fair, and to be fair, the facial acting on Okoye during this, while she's getting ripped, ripped down, we know that this is her entire identity that she's. She's freaking dedicated all of her life to being Dora, to being the the general, to the royal family, and watching her unravel in front of the queen was was hard to watch. Definitely, it it, it broke me. She was like, "My queen, I've given everything." Like I I broke down with her because I'm like, "Yo, I I I never given my life to." A whole life to something besides Marvel, yeah, <laughs> like, right, right, right. But like, to, I can never put myself. I never. I can't imagine giving myself wholly from birth to something and then losing that. Like being told, like you can't do this thing no more. That you've given everything to. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that loss on top of loss that she's feeling. And we, I, I. We saw you said it. We she broke down and and we witnessed it. I felt that I was hurt. I wept. I cried. Yeah, yeah I cried, y'all. I cried. It, no, <sighs> it's, it's it's definitely rough stuff. Um, the uh, and, and another stroke of genius, you know, um, Ramonda goes to seek out Nakia's help. The reason why I say a stroke of genius is because they choose to place Nakia in Haiti. Um, which 
is incredibly relevant to the whole thing we were just talking about the french right and their ability to colonize places but haiti's one of the few places that actually was able to use slaves to rebel against their captors you know so yeah nakia being there is is significant like i thought that was super super cool um but it turns out nakia has been living there since before the blip uh, having started a new life about six years ago, she didn't even return to, to, for T'Challa's funeral, which she said uh, it would have been too much for her. Ramonda tells her that Shuri was captured and asks for her help, and after some reservation, Nakia agrees. Lapita, I'm seeing you in my dreams, girl. Man, beautiful <laughs> actress, phenomenal, and, and and man, I felt the pain in her eyes because I, I knew she was not only talking about T'Challa, but she was talking about Chadwick when delivering those lines of loss and what she was doing, uh, you know, during the time when she wasn't in Wakanda. Like, it, it, mm. there's I'm a moment. Friends, I'm like, where was she? Why was she at the funeral? Where were you, girl? Because I was her. I'm like, yo, you was main boo. Why ain't yeah. my funeral? I'll be upset. Like, I'm going to haunt you if you ain't my funeral. I'm like, <laughs> no, it, it's there's a moment um you know where she says like oh we miss you at the funeral and um you know she's like oh you know it would have been too painful and stuff like that and she says like it's it, the thought of him being gone would have been too painful and she's like whoa, whoa, whoa chill out you're wakandan so if you're wakandan you believe that they're never gone and uh nakia says thank you he, she thanks the queen almost giving her grace for not being around for the funeral it, it was a it was a weird kind of familial thing you know like I get I it. Like, like it, it was like her saying, like, I get it. I'm not mad at you. And also, I'm always here for you kind of thing. But by the way, I need your help. <laughs> I, need to, <laughs> I, I, I need to come help me with this real quick. Um, I loved it. I love I love the whole uh, speech between them. Like, literally, like, you're, you're basically her uh, other daughter at this yeah. point. Like, uh, she and she's been a part of the family. Like, and... Uh, Man, oh, they also this, they, this this people had questioned where Nakia was during Endgame and Infinity War, and this gives us a de facto answer because um, yeah. she wasn't blipped. She was she was around while T'Challa and you no know, Okoye was around too. While T'Challa and Shuri were gone, she was just in Haiti. Um, and we'll get to that big reveal in a bit. But uh, in the ocean. Shuri and Riri are kept in an underwater cave and are guarded. Shuri is given royal garb and asked to meet with Namor. Nakia finds some villagers and questions them over the existence of this Namor character. One villager explains that there's a beach where people see a man with winged feet. She asks to go there, but the villager warns her against it, saying most people who venture there do not return. Shuri meets with Namor, who treats the princess with respect and kindness. He gives her his mother's bracelet and explains that he, Namor, was born in 1571 as the son of Fen and an unnamed father in the Yucatan, Mexico province. Prior to his birth, Fen and, and her fellow tribesmen of the Mesoamericans became inflicted with smallpox brought by Spanish invaders. To survive, the tribe consumed a blue plant found underwater in an attempt to uh, alleviate their sickness. However, the plant was laced with traces of vibranium, altering the tribe's anatomy and biology in the process. The tribe became the first Talakanil, 
treating to the oceans to start their new lives there away from the threats of the surface world. Shortly afterwards, Namor was born with the effects of the plant Fen consumed, causing him to undergo abnormal mutations such as winged feet, pointed ears, and a hybrid appearance. Namor will be recognized as the first-born son of Talokan, as well as a mutant. Being unable to return to the surface, his mother eventually died with sadness, which prompted Namor to uh, bury her with her people. When he arrives on the surface for the first time to bury his late mother, seeing how the conquerors enslaved local people angered him and made him kill all the conquistadors and set their village on fire. He adopted the name Namor as a warning towards his enemies as he was called El Nino Sinamor, the boy without love, and confesses that he has no love for the surface world. No love! Baby, don't hurt me! I'll bring Claude no Bring Claude No more! No more! Ridiculous. Yogi, you're a Namor fan. How does this, uh, does this origin story pass the sniff test how's it work it's a it's an mcu thing you know he's its own, <laughs> he's its own thing i they do that um i'm i'm very used to it by now <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's not it could have been worse is it serviceable though yeah it works it works yeah. for the story they're trying to tell like i said ultimately you still felt like namor you did all the namor things i was fine i'm fine with it you you have to fill them out now you already went there yeah. I love the skepticism I hear. <laughs> come on, tell us how you really feel. Come on. Come on. Now, I thought come I was on. scared he was gonna die in this. That really that's I, always a fear when it comes to villains in a Marvel movie, right? He was just too good. I was just like, okay, so he might oh, go and him. when he <laughs> you, you know what's Spoiler. crazy? I didn't think he was gonna die not one time. Not, not at all. One, I, I didn't fear no. I'm like he was too dope of an origin because like all the other villains. They don't get origins. They didn't get origins. Like, like yeah. not this fleshed yeah. out. Like, <laughs> and, and matter of fact, the the three things I was about to talk about with the whole scene. One, I love the fact that um, when they first uh, mutated, for lack of better words, that they they turn human when they go into water. Their skin turns blue when they come on land. Yeah, love that. Love that little Ox the like, oxygen. Yeah, literally, literally, just shows like the differentiation between like. I guess our species and uh, what was the other uh, plot thread? Uh, the mutant big reveal. I I shrilled like a little girl when he said I'm a, when he said I am a mutant. I was like ah! I did the little thing. I literally did the thing. I, I literally saw six hands in the crowd do it with me. Like just <laughs> he said the thing. He said the thing. <laughs> right. Big like, big news. It, 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 I thought they played fast and loose with that label there. Uh, yeah, they like they use the word mutant in its literal sense. Like he literally scientific mutated, mutant, scientifically mutated because of the herb. But it was like, but that doesn't mean he's got like an X gene. Like they gotta say the X gene, bro. It's we're gotta be an X gene. Huh? We're one step away from. Ah, you're right. You're right. He's more like a. He's more like a. Like I said, he's like. Because in the Marvel Universe, you have people that have X genes and they just naturally get their powers when they get... What is it? Some people are born with blue eyes. And then some people are born with green eyes. You have heroes that... (laughs) You have people that got their powers activated by something. They had to get bitten by a spider or they had to get... Okay, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, because like there is a... Captain America serum. 
Yeah, there is a class system on how one gets their powers in the MCU, or not MCU, you're just in Marvel. It's either you're mutated, you get it through scientific means, magic means, or, you know, like this, like this ways, like a radioactivity, a science, you know, magic. Yeah, there's usually a trigger. Uh, you're born with a, yeah, like there's, Honestly, there's that, always That would thing. probably be the cleanest way to bring the concept of mutants into the MCU. You just kind of categorize every powered person as one. As a they mutant. were always mutants. They were all mutants. We're all mutants. <laughs> They're mutants. Right? With that the friends shirt. you made along the way. That... <laughs> it just so happens that, that you became a mutant through some convoluted crazy means. Yeah. Steve, Bruce, we're looking at you. Hey, science people, bro. <laughs> I did see you, the audience, are now a member of the X. <laughs> a mirror just shows. <laughs> this is this person is a mutant. Um, I I loved the royal garb Namorzin when he's having this conversation with her. It looks even more regal he than the stuff he was rocking. Yeah, he wanted to yeah. hit that. He totally. Was like, I like my chocolate princess. But they you also right. <laughs> he, he also opens the doors for more. We would have beautiful that. Wakanda and Talik and Neo children. <laughs> yeah, they, they that's what have, he was thinking. They would, they would have beautiful children. I I <laughs> think I think it opens the door for more kind of cool Namor looks. More kind of you know like oh yeah those, those other looks that we get in the future. Yo, if he gets the black, the black, the you yeah, know the black, black skin, shells. the black shoot, yeah, the the black tank top outfit. Yeah, deal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I need that. I, I, need I can that. I can totally see him rocking some of those other uh, other outfits. So I I really really like that. Um, and you know we very similar. We'll get into the Killmonger of it all in a bit. But watching him set this conquistador's whole thing on fire, you know, kind of calls oh, yeah. back to that. Um, that was the other plot thread or that plot that. thread. I like the callback that um the, it took place around the times of Eternals. Yeah, uh, when they were in, you know, when um, oh yeah, did his mind control thing, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and what was it? The Aztec, um, or was that Mayan? It wasn't South at the time. It wasn't South America. South America. Because that was like yeah. fifty years after that. Like, to be if I'm fair, not mistaken. To be fair, every event in human history takes place around the time of the Eternals. It's also fair. You say it like that. That's also super fair. That's hilarious. Well, I just, I just like the callback that they're still like drawing, like the hinting that you know this, this is still happening in this universe. That these historical events that happen in our world still happen in this universe as well, and that yeah. they're slavery. tying those real world beats. Slavery that, is it, canon. Yeah, it, it, slavery <laughs> is canon, and like you said, it doesn't take much to to pull on the string and say. Well, because Druig was unable to be allowed to just make sure there's no fighting or slavery, this is what. Well, what the was Festus doing? You know what? Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Get, I'm not getting into. That's, he's building nuclear bombs apparently for people. <laughs> but he's not uh, giving them to the right people. I tell you that it, much. Uh, that that whole draw with Fastos, like he was really sad that he he built the what was that the Eternals like the the thing like the the not the wheel but uh the, the, the engine the, the, the no the before that the the hole or the the garden oh yes what was <laughs> it yeah, he yeah, built yeah, the yeah. hole <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then from that from there on it got to the nuke and he was just, because I introduced technology to humans they got to this point I blame myself I'm like that's like. 
three, five thousand, ten thousand years of growth. That's on us, fast. Yes, that's yes. not on you, fam. Yeah, we, like to, we like to grow things up. We decided to burn ourselves with it. Yes, <laughs> we, 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 he, he was taking on too much over there. Um, but yeah, we we can see the domino effect when people when what is it? Evil prevails when good men choose to do nothing. Yeah, yeah, and that that's how we end up with situations like this. Um. Oh, neighbor, he he didn't say he decided to do all the things. He decided to burn it all apparently, as yeah. a child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he ends up giving Shuri a tour of his beautiful underwater kingdom of Talokan, and she's in beautiful. awe. She is greeted by it. There's like beautiful Spanish music in the background. Like I'm really just digging digging <laughs> all this. I was here for it, man. I, I you know what I hated? You know what it fucked? You know what fucked me up? What? <laughs> The hand signal, man. Yeah. I did it for Black Adam. Yeah, I did it for Black Adam. I'll do it here, too. I got to do it to you, too. Not, that's not Wakanda forever at all. That's like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So I did like little... the real world, like, uh, you know, because of the Mayan gods and Aztec gods, they do hold that pose like Egyptian gods, like hold certain poses. Uh, and like, fuck, I think it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be like the shark's mouth. That shit don't hit at all. That's so unnatural. It's like <laughs> such an unnatural movement. Like you can't give yeah. somebody a pound and then do the come at me. Like I don't ah. think necessarily they need oh. they, they needed us. I think I thought about no, it. they it's didn't. Right. Like the the because the serpent god the the mouth the yeah, it's like uh, it was it's usually <laughs> a, a jaguar. Originally it was a jaguar. Uh, because the talakanil the tala tala the talok god the water god. And the other one, they had another one tandem, and it was a jaguar. And I think the head, along with the serpent guys, you just just do both because, like you know, Makanda they honor Bass and Sekhmet. So you know, they just yeah. Because I'm like, if they have a whole plethora of pantheon of gods, they probably honor them in all sorts of ways, just like the five tribes of Wakanda. They all and all those guys, all those gods are out there doing orgies with. Zeus. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's you, important. Oh, yeah, you are uninvited to the orgy. <laughs> you can't, cause like you know, think I'm thinking, I'm thinking that one scene in, in Black Panther one where the child sees his sister and they greet each other with the with the with the X across the chest. Yeah, it's all smooth and you can throw it up real fast and throw it back down. Like how do you can't do that with the fucking talisman? <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, no, no. Hey, what up, my brother? Oh, you got your nails. Hey, in my what up, though? Hey, yeah, man, bro. What's good? Uh, hey, what's good, my brother? Hey, what's good, my telekinil? What up, my telekinil? Telekinil. Still, still looking good on the surface, bro. I see you looking nice. That's a nice shade of blue you got going on. What's up, my telekinil? <laughs> I tell you what, though, they they seem to be a little bit more uh, opening, open to visitors. Cause no one gives her shit. Like she gets there, the kids seem happy to see her. Everybody else kind of sees her. She sees them kind of living their lives. Can you can kind of already get the comparisons to Wakanda? Like just the people just out in the village, just living their lives. Um, name that more really interesting. That made me really think. I'm like, has any of his people never seen the surface? Like, do they just believe that? Do they are under the assumption that they're the only civilization on this? planet or some shit but I'm like no because they know their ancestors came down here in 15 14 14th century 15th century and they were why are these kids so happy to see him like where's security at like well <laughs> where are the ugly side eyes like this is this is a, this is a surfacer yeah. who is this <laughs> I, think, I think they just get taught about the surface people the evil surface world religion <laughs> right? Re- religion you'd be very surprised religion will 
will stop people from doing stuff and they'll never ever even attempt to try or look it up any of that kind of stuff if the book says it the book says it and the book this book says everybody up there is bullshit so we're all just gonna hang out here down here anyone got a problem with that no okay so we're good yeah yeah but yeah, know the civilization is pretty chill and open and pretty free it looked like a utopia honestly i like, like that's that little what... sun thing that he did that little vibranium I... sun thing i, I like that was beautiful I like that, that they were cool. playing that little Mayan hoop game. Yes, they I, were. Uh, yep. <laughs> I love the callback to real world history, right? I'm like, yo, yeah. basketball really has been around that long. People don't know for real. It's basically called hoop ball. Basketball, yeah, we're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you talk about the Mayans and stuff like that, we're talking about an entire group of people who had all of their history basically, you know, expunged. Like just taken. There's not much we go on past certain relics that have still been left around, or ancestors that seemingly are passing down lore and history that way. Um, uh, yeah. We were talking about Ludwig Goris, and he went, he went and found a Mayan rapper, so he can get Mayan rap in this on this score, you know. And there's like he says, like ten Mayan rappers in the world who still speak the actual authentic Mayan language and choose to rap in it. So like. Wow. Yeah, he he and himself has become a bit of an archaeologist, uh, a musical archaeologist, as he introduces the world in a lot of ways to these cultures, their music, and all that stuff. He, he did it with Black Panther one with a lot of those the talking drum and stuff. Uh, he's doing it here, so I'm I'm, I miss I'm loving the kill that. Manga theme. Uh, the trap drums, bro. I miss the trap drums so bad. So bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I love that. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> so, uh, news of the perceived Wakandan attack in Massachusetts hits the CIA, and the president wants to act swiftly, but Ross advises them not to. The president always just wants to nuke places. He's always just like, we just got a nuke in the MCU. That's all they want to do: blow shit up. So that gotta- whole scene was weird when he was when uh, Madame Hydra was like, "What's the?" When he was like, "What the president wants to do?" When he was the stabilized governments. I'm like, wait, who, who's president right now? Because I'm like, it's not Ellis. Who no. who's the president after the blip right now? I need this. Is it Osborne? Because <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah, he's he was real quick to be like, yeah, we're just gonna destabilize Wakanda. So, uh, oh, they just do that. That's yeah. it. That's just what y'all right, do. Just, <laughs> this how you gonna do us? Like you gonna do us like this? <laughs> and then the, and then we have like that side of the conversation. The other side of the conversation is like this weird divorce court thing going on between Allegra and fucking uh, Ross and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what all this is doing here. Very short stuff. Don't necessarily know whether or not this needs to be here. But, you know, they're setting things up. So, um, using the... Oh, uh, Nakia is able to... Nope. So, uh, <laughs> she is great. Like I said, uh, Shuri goes there. She has a conversation with Namor. She sees the beauty of the, of the entire, um, underwater Talokan, but it doesn't sway her from this idea that she's still not, she doesn't want to turn over Riri knowing that he's going to possibly kill her. So Namor proposes an alliance with Wakanda against the rest of the world, threatening that Wakanda will be first on the list if they refuse. And Shuri seems a bit shocked by his intensity. Um, so he tells her, like, I heard what you said. You want to burn the world down, so let's burn the world down together. Um, meanwhile, 
Nakia is able to track Shuri's Kamoyo earrings, so Ramonda does her best to draw Namor from his city so Nakia can save the princess and the scientist. Um, using the conch, Ramonda contacts and meets her uh. Namor <laughs> and tells him that... Oh, he, hell, the magic conch! Yeah, that's that's exactly what about. It's the conch. The magic conch! Uh, it tells him that if he doesn't give back Shuri, she will tell the world about Talokan. So he just leans forward and says, if anyone finds out about them, he will kill the princess, he will come to Wakanda, and he will kill Ramonda herself. And then he leaves. <laughs> and so I'm like, this guy's just the baddest motherfucker of all time. Like he just like, <laughs> let me, let me, let me just, like, I'm not even going to yell it. I'm just going to lean in. That plan that you got, let me explain to you why that's not going to work. Because I will kill everybody. I will come back and kill everybody. And I was like, damn. Uh, yeah, he's not Yikes. playing around. Not playing around. <laughs> Nik- Nikia saves Shuri and Riri, but there's a casualty they have to leave behind. When Namor returns, the casualty names the Wakandans as the ones who broke in and uh, took Shuri and Riri. And so Namor is made to feel a fool about trusting his instincts and showing Shuri what Talokan actually is. He addresses his people and his army, promising to make everyone who underestimates Talokan pay. Feeling like he has no other choice, Namor wages war on Wakanda, flooding it, attacking its people, and eventually tries to drown the Queen and Riri. Queen Ramonda does her best to get Riri to the surface, but ends up drowning for her efforts. Surrounded by tragedy, Shuri breaks down at the idea of another lost family member. Namor points at her and says, you are queen now, and says that he will come back in one week with the full might of his army. So most of the Wakandans seek shelter in the mountains with the Jabari tribe. I was hurt. When when she was swimming up, I'm like, that's a long way. Like, that's, <laughs> I, I'm not a good swimmer, nor can I hold um, my breath that much. I'm like, I would have been dead. I'm looking at the scenario, I would have like, died. died. So, when she was, can't get all the way up there, I'm bro. like, yeah, I'm like, ah, this is not looking good. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And then when she was floating in the water, I was like, right, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so rough. Like, we were literally just celebrating how 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 big of a presence she was in this film and in this franchise and then gone again and it's just like wow yeah i was just surprised that they killed somebody else that was just the thing i was like oh shit another funeral like do we just do it again do it again yeah (laughs) and and i want to go on record and say that even everyone everyone's calling namor a villain he was he is still not a villain he was an antagonist because yes he didn't do one villainous thing in the name of something bad he did everything in the protection of his people and if you kill someone in protection of someone does that make you a villain would you kill someone who threatens your family does that make you a villain no No, condoms went to talokan and committed a war crime there was that tension that yeah. tension, I was so nervous. They I was so nervous. Child. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he, no, he, everything. he was a little justified, a little bit. I and that's know. he just told Ramonda, like if any if, if I see a Wakandan ship down there, it's on site. And then he got told like, that's exactly what happened. So he was like, all right, I guess I guess it's on site. 
from then on, the tension was real with me when he when she went to the beach to speak to him, when Nakia went down to save Shuri, they bring up shouts out to Nakia for sneaking Pat because you we all saw what Shuri saw going in, you know, yeah. going through the, the water tube. Shouts out to uh Finding Nemo because in my heart I was like, Righteous, righteous. And then I'm like, okay, so she had to go through that. Then you know they got through the outskirts of Talacon, went through Talacon, got through the main like the royal palace went under it to get to his sac sacred room prison area got her out of there went through all that and went up to the surface undetected shout out to nakia master spy flat i love you expert boo. level infiltration i love you boo call me you feel me hit a brother up um <laughs> Those water grenades are crazy. I'll tell you the moment that I had my jaw drop and I thought there was going to be a death. At one point, your boy Mbaku thinks uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he thinks that he got this. Ooh. He swings his, his uh, staff <laughs> at what, a gaffy stick. It's Gabby stick. I think it breaks over Namor. Namor basically does like the ancient one chest palm fucking thing straight that through is... his vibranium armor um, or vibranium. In. Uh, like it's like coated. It's not full vibranium, but like, you know, there's elements of it that are vibranium right through. I thought he was dead. I thought I Facts. thought that I thought that time about, he got old. No, I was like, man. But that <laughs> yeah, slow man. motion of the armor shattering around his fist, such a badass little scene there. It's the and fish then, and then, man. It's the fish man. And then got clapped eight ways to Sunday. And then when he got up with just a... Uh, I'm like, yo, that's how Loki felt getting by. I'm like, yo, the callback. That's that's the strength level right there. He got punched by someone comparable to the Hulk sway. And survive like you, that so 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 wild and then like right after that i want to say shiri starts to attack him with one of the royal crafts and she starts to shoot down at the on the shore and all his people are running away and he's standing right there like all right that's the best you got right he's jumping he's jumping through the air he's taking down aircrafts like they did a great job showing how easy <laughs> uh if namor really wanted to uh, it would be for him to take over a country because they, they are incredibly armed and incredibly advanced. And you got to think there's so many other countries that are not at this level or not even close that he could just come over and just take over. Um, it, it sucks that it's uh, it's people that I care about. You know, like it sucks that I care about the Wakandans. And that's the reason why in this ah. moment with the, with them, their their capital city basically being flooded. It's real. Um, you're just putting at the heartstrings. But um I, I like I'm simultaneously feeling bad, but I'm simultaneously in awe that they're able to put Namor on this level and showcase him on this level. I really, Same, I really appreciate yeah, that. Like, I love the way he, they showcased his flying ability. Like seeing him in like the Fantastic Four cartoon mm -hmm. and like just in comics and random video games and stuff. I love the way he moved. Like he literally pushed off the air. Like I, it's like he's moving like an airbender almost. Like yeah. I was expecting him to do like air and water attacks, like or just to summon a storm or something. Like yo, you right. got you got weather powers or something too. 
but like I really loved how they showcased all his abilities. I I and because and because he is Taliconian and you know just the draw the, the difference from Atlantis. I really wish he did have like a sacred like uh like weapon. Something like, uh, like you know, oh, like yeah. a, something like Excalibur or you know the Trident, you know, something just you know, oh shit, he has yeah. that, he's worthy of that, or Mjolnir, you know, something that represents yeah. their culture, but in a weapon form, you know. They try, to, they try to give his his spear some props later on when it's like it's made out of pure vibranium, oh, raw whatever, vibranium, but, yeah. yeah, but. Maybe a triton because they have spears, so maybe something a little bit more uh, the other, aquatic. The other fish man has that. The fish man that they can't confuse the market, right? You don't want to, yeah. You don't want to oversaturate the market with. Give him underwater nunchucks. Trident. Underwater tomfus. That's it. Okay. People are like what? 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 He just hey, pulls yo, out a on. gun. By it's a classic. A gun. Taliconian. Taliconian vibranium nunchucks. I bought this in Texas. It's yeah, a gun. It's a gun. <laughs> they let me walk right in. <laughs> no oh, ID, boy. no nothing. No ID, no nothing. He's like, I love the surface world. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Ridiculous. Um uh the the funeral again, like there's there's something jacked up about the idea that she has funeral clothes because of she didn't burn her funeral clothes, right? Like she has clothes to go to Ramonda's funeral because she didn't burn them uh, when she was supposed to after T'Challa's. So like that's all jacked up. Um, there's there's like a a sweet slash sad sentiment as even somebody as boisterous and funny as Umbaku starts to f- see the shift in Shuri and doesn't seem to like it and tries to kind of you know, console her and, and give her the best advice that he can. Um, you know, uh, he told her that T'Challa, he promised T'Challa that he would look after her. But my my heart dropped, like, to the bottom of my soul when she, when he says the whole thing about, like, well, the elders are scared, so everyone wants to go to the Jabari tribe, like, where Jabari's at, you know, in the mountains, so they could all be safe. I would be kind of like the de facto ruler, because I rule Jabari, and so they would kind of all listen to me, and she's like, yeah, you would do them some some good. And, um... And just a strategic point, you know, higher elevation, less further yeah. away from the sea level, they can't, you know, they'll probably die once they go higher up in atmosphere. Yeah, they're so basically hiding. Jabari. They're basically hiding until the day comes where they can't, you know, like, where the inevitable comes knocking on their door. Um, so what, what like killed me was like, we were just talking about, she says like, oh, so now you're the, you're the king over the young kid that scoffs at tradition, you know, uh, the young child that scoffs at tradition, which I was like, oh, okay. What, what a callback. Then he looks, he looks at her and delivers this line. And I was like, damn. And he says, the world has taken too much from you to, for you to still be considered a child. And I was like, damn, that's some rough. That's just some that's rough. That's real. That's just some that's rough. That's real. And, that, and that's yeah. a lot of like realness that a lot of me and my friends sympathize with because a lot of traumas and things that kids, teenagers shouldn't see when they're exposed to, you you mature really quickly at a young age. And I felt for sure. When you said that line, I felt that. I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, she ain't a kid. She's a, she's a woman. Sure is a woman. For lack of better words, like yeah, 
but I thought that I thought that was real rough. Like, cause he he said it in a way that he meant it. Like, what you've been going through, I'm not even gonna joke that you're a kid. Like, you, there's no there's no laughing matter here, you know. Um, and he's always Heavy. the one with the joke. He's always the one to be like you, you bald headed demon. And in this moment, you know, uh, he's like that. We have vegetarians, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. What did you think, uh, Yogi, of um, Mbaku trying to pull Shuri away from the dark side? I was just kind of glad he got a serious moment in. I was like, "Damn, we're yeah. beating him up. We're beating him up a little much, <laughs> just a yeah. little bit." <laughs> yeah, 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 just a little bit. I was like, "Yeah, you know, like kind of pushing it." I thought, <laughs> I thought, I th- it wouldn't have all been so bad if it, if it, if he didn't just get punked out by Namor in the middle too. <laughs> yeah. Was, to be fair, like, everybody got punked out by Namor. No, yeah, true, true, for sure. It was just like that was a lot. But then he is, it's like he is comedic relief ultimately like i was just like damn right it's really cool i would love to see him get a win i think a lot of people forgot that shuri was also comedic relief so if you're shifting her to the main thing you kind of got to find that yeah elsewhere with i want to say characters yeah. like riri and then umbaku um oh yeah definitely yeah uh, he respectfully tries to get her to reconsider and asks her what's in her heart and she's like well i just buried my heart so i was like damn oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn. When she delivered that line of like, I buried the last person that truly know, like, knew me. Yeah. That's oh, real, that's real. That's real. It's 100% real. And it, it, like I said, so you can't even argue, you know? And I think that's what, that's where Umbaku is in the scene, where he's like, whatever you say, you know? Like, if you, whatever oh way you choose to, yeah, whatever, whichever way you choose to grieve, I'm, I'm kind of just with you because there's no right way to deal with what you're going through right now. Um, Valerie tells Ross she knows about the beads and arrests him for working with a foreign government because fucking she's a cop. Karen. Because <laughs> she's a Karen. Dirty fucking cop. Oh, Karen. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, Shiri, Karen. Shiri and Riri deduce that Namor must use the pores in his skin to breathe when he's above water and construct a way to modify one of the Wakandan ships to dry him out. Using a thread from Namor's mom's vibranium bracelet, Shiri continues her efforts to try to reproduce the heart-shaped herb. Shuri enlists Okoye's help and shows her new vibranium armor called the Midnight Angel. Okoye uh, enlists Anika's help to be the other half of the Midnight Angels. Anika was great. The Anika whole movie. Yeah. I wish she had I more to her. do. I wish she had, had more. more. Uh, it seemed like there was more. They kind And then they only made like one split second reference. Big reference to their relationship. Big. Vague, so vague, you can even tell. They just look like they were so, friends. It was, it was the look that Anika gave Ao, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that." Like, like, I told you not the weather. And I'm they, like, mm-hmm. you know what's crazy though? It's like they, they will go through all the trouble of getting banned in China and all that, but then they still won't go far enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if, 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 if you know already, I get exactly what you're saying. Like, if you know already, a certain country's not going to allow any of this then why not do all of it if you're not going to show it in that country yeah they go to her apartment it's as simple as having ao in the apartment like yeah. i don't know i don't know i don't know it's ridiculous yeah. it's it's the internals <laughs> of it all you know hey yeah, honey well yeah. at least in the internals you got the fucking kiss like yeah. you didn't even get a kiss they all right that the new looks at each other uh, uh, like soft core scene with cersei and uh <laughs> oh no oh, that, you the, got that, that vanilla <laughs> 
I think Ross, <laughs> I think Ross and Fontaine probably goes harder than that, than, than those oh, two. Oh dear God! Come on, oh, ride his Peloton. Huh? <laughs> hey, that's what he said. That's what she said. And she, come on, she she got him on a leash in that. You already know what's going on over there. Oh yeah, poor, poor Ross. Oh, um, yeah, for the divorce. I'm calling it ridiculous. They could both be scrolls though. You know, that's always up there. That's always out there. Just, you know, just putting that there. Um, Riri uses Wakandan tech to perfect her own Iron Man-inspired suit. Shuri perfects uh, the replication of the heart-shaped herb, and Nakia and Okoye stay with her as she completes the ritual of the Black Panther and goes to the ancestral plane. Nakia begs Ramonda to guide Shuri, but instead of seeing her mother or her brother, Shuri sees Killmonger because the rage she has in her heart matches his. Only he can guide her in this mindset, and she is indeed her. He's indeed her ancestor, being her cousin. Uh, while this, while they disagree on some facets of life, they share the same blind hatred in their hearts. In this moment, she wakes up and tells Nakia she saw no one, but it is confirmed that she does now have the powers and the strength of the Black Panther. What do you guys think about the uh, montage of getting things ready for this war and? <laughs> The return of Eric Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan, with longer hair in the afterlife. I didn't know how that worked. <laughs> that, that's how it works. To each that's his own. Exactly I think. I wonder if he was bored just sitting there, like in the afterlife, in the burning throne room. Just, <laughs> that's what it was. Damn. Let his hair grow. I can't humming, humming my dad humming his own theme song. I should have added a guitar in there somewhere, I, but it was, was just, definitely dope. <laughs> I was more surprised at how accurate the Marvel leaks always are now. Cause like yes. I I we we read about this scene like years now <laughs> it feels like years ago I would say yeah I think you say a year I think a year a year least, space right? yeah you always because you always think like yeah you know maybe it's bullshit but they're so fucking accurate now I'm almost scared to read them anymore. yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, what do you think I about the recontextualization like of the whole I thing where he's like because I was king I forced Wakanda to get better I I think. I, I I I don't know if I I don't know agree. If, I don't I don't know if I can disagree. Either. That's the thing. Like as I was gonna say, I don't know if I fully agree. But then it's like uh, at the same time, it sounds Ooh. like a certain logic. You know, uh, when I <laughs> no one was paying attention to, to politics until I took <laughs> over. You know, it's like yeah, 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 no one, yeah, no one, yeah, no. It's like all of it and none, none of it. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm there with that. Um, his hair is actually more like the how he had it in the comics. He always had like these longer, wilder uh, dreads. So I, I really, really dug that. I like that he wasn't called Killmonger or Eric Stevens. He was called Njaka, which is his Wakanda yeah. name. So I thought I like that as well. Um, what do you guys think of her not admitting that that was the person that she saw? I thought in. Just uh, what is that emotion? Uh, well, guilt, shame, and, uh, shame. Yeah, because that's where that's the brute of it. Yeah, because because she didn't. Well, she didn't believe in all the ancestral plane and stuff until it. She it was it until it happened to her, and then faced with this new reality, she was just no, no. Even though she just witnessed it, she she she, she went through it, but no, she's guilty. She's shamed of the fact that she relates to. In the Jaka versus instead of T'Challa, and that I feel like that hurt her even more and stoked the fire in her even more 
to like yeah. just to handle business. Like what Kill Killmarker said, it's like you're going to you're going to you're going to be honorable like your brother. Are you going to handle business like me? Right. And I right. was like, who? Who? I mean, he ain't wrong. He he handled business. <laughs> we we know we know given her situation that she that obviously all of this sounds attractive to her. Yogi, were you at all surprised that she's at this level and not only that, that but that she's con- willing to continue to mm-hmm. get more yeah. ruthless? No, I've been there. I, I am there. You're right there. You're right there. I was like, I've been, I felt that before. Yeah, in the world. Yeah. Like, I love the uh, fact that her enemy is what gave her the key to their success, ultimately, their new future. Like right. their whole new Black Panther, and arguably I'll say even stronger than the previous one. The Earth, like she took it and then she punched the man- mannequin and it, it was it stuck to the wall. Yeah, it got and, put and, and dented into the wall. And like I get that she was angry, but T'Challa in Black Panther, he kicked his new suit, or and, you know, it just flew across the room, but it didn't like imprint into the cement wall. Like yeah. he just kicked it. She just Punched it, and it, so I'm like, "Yo, is she stronger than previous Black Panthers? How? Who knows? This new heart shaped herb? herb, yeah, this new heart shaped herb. Who knows? I'm like, and, now we're gonna get more accurate comic book Black Panther in the future. Like, yeah, holy crap! <laughs> I, 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 it, it, it was while it, it was a natural turn for the character. You know, it's, there's still a bit of me who remembers like, what are those? And you know, like the like right, really yeah. kind of, kind of funny Shuri, the happy Shuri, and it's crazy what trauma and traumatic traumatic events can do to a person, um, because of of who she is now. And uh, what the one thought I had was like, this level of ruthlessness that she's displaying in this is very similar to the level of ruthlessness that we just read in Doom War. And we had said that yeah. that Shiri wasn't this Shiri, right? We had said on that review, we're like, those two Shiris are, are far apart. I think they've never been closer now because of this film. And Facts. I'm almost, it's almost kind of sad. Like, I didn't know what it would take to get her here. I, I, cause I presumed that not just T'Challa's death wouldn't, as we've seen, it wasn't just that. Ramonda's on top of it like set her off and and um i'm happy that she's more stern but i'm sad at at her loss of innocence or whatever you would like to call you know um the loss that she lost yeah. to get to where she is now yes i feel where you're coming from yeah, yeah. Man, that, that 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 natural i don't want to say natural but it's just that progression of this character because it, it would have been great to see her be the comic relief that's the the that's the great just yeah just the comic relief for the whole entire franchise. But you know, it, it, man, people handle tragedy and loss differently, and we we see it. We yeah. see it. We saw that innocence gone. Sherry, I'm so sorry, Sherry. Um, <laughs> she drops in on a meeting of the council in her new Black Panther garb, and they rejoice over the return of Wakanda's protector. Badass entrance. That that was pretty cool. Um, you'll have to go back to the score to check this out. But her, I don't know if she has a theme yet, but her musical motif is like deep synth. It's like 80s synth. 
Um, it's which like is a tech very, kind of like a, yeah. like a keyboard. Yeah, yeah which because- speaks to the technology, like you were just saying. Um, the same way like the trap drums from the American uh, upbringing of, of Killmonger adds to that of it all. Right, born, um, born in Cali, yeah. And it's also super somber, the, the, the deep synth in this. It's not hitting high triumphant notes. It's hitting tragic, lower, lower notes. Um, I thought all of that was super interesting. Uh, she, uh, when she suggests taking on Namor head on, Umbaku advises against this, saying his people believe that he's a god, so they will just commit to never ending war if he's killed. The bloodshed would never end. Put the finger up. He's so good. Uh, and he's like, and I love that one of them says. His biggest crime was intimidation. Like that's what he did when he showed up at the Capitol. Like he didn't wage war. He kind of it was a test. It was a show of strength. Now, how you respond to that can lead to wars. You know. But um, I thought them trying to take it on the political side it was interesting. And then like they they kind of dispersed the meeting. But Shuri like it's like yo Umbak, let me talk to you real quick. Like, after everything he's done, you don't want to kill him. And he's like, you don't understand. Like, the way they see him, this will just be stuck in this forever. Like, wouldn't your mother want something else for you? And she's like, well, she's not here. So, doesn't matter what she would want from me. Her dreams for me, her goals for me, they don't exist. All that want, all that matters now is what I want. And what I want is him dead. And again, I'm like, little Shuri. Little young, you know? Right? Little baby I was hurt. Shuri. Is is she's got a heart on for this revenge, man? And I and then she says, "And you're gonna help me." And then she right. says in Wakanda, "Like, are we clear?" And he just goes, <clears throat> "Like he, just goes, <laughs> he doesn't nod. He doesn't nod. He doesn't pick his head up. He he's he realizes that he ha- has lost the fight for her soul." Between this and revenge, he he has lost. Revenge has won, and she is still the leader and the ruler, de facto at the moment. So yeah, he will do whatever she says. Um, what do you think of this scene, Yogi? I, 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 I. You know, usually with these movies, you the character goes through some goes through these dramatic events, and then by the end. Uh, They've regained some semblance of who they used to be, but I really like that. That's not what happened <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I love. You know, I love to see this kind of character development. That's what's cool about this uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. Like you, 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 you can see a character go from the cool, the happy, what are those Shuri. Through fucking five or six movies, like however many you know, two Black Panthers and Avengers or two Avengers movies, four movies. Yeah, yeah. it's cool as hell. I love it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I think Mbaku's growing into his own. Like getting those serious scenes here and the one we just talked about with the funeral really anchored down him. Um, and he speaks to her with a level of care. Res, uh, reserved for family which is why yeah. when she resort when she gets back at him angrily i'm almost as hurt as he is in that moment because he realizes that yeah she's gone 
You know, like she yeah. he realizes that he, there's no there's no changing her mind on this. Right. He even tried to re he reasoned with her. He was entirely reasonable, sound, calm, give her all the logic and like reasonability. Like this is eternal war. Like your children, my children, their children will be fighting. Like you don't care about this. You just you just want them dead. Like, all right, okay. Mm. Yeah. Damn, yeah, it sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, that like, bullshit. Like, right. <laughs> I do like I do like that before he relinquishes his seat of power, he forces her to do a like a arm wrestling contest. <laughs> But the bro moment, you got the outfit on. But are you really the Black Panther? You really got that strength, girl? Let me see. Show the people. And then when she she beats him on, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you got, you can have it." So that was that was hilarious. It just uh, how did she how how did she know that's what he wanted to do? Is this a oh yeah right? Where she pulled out her thumb right? Started doing thumb wrestling. He's like, (laughs) "What do you want to do here?" Um, so they trick Namor into thinking there's a new vibranium detector, but ambush him with the might of the Wakandan army, complete with Riri in her Ironheart suit, the Midnight Angels, and the new Black Panther. Shuri manages to trap Namor in the ship and weaken him uh, by drying him out before he forces it to crash. She and Namor do battle hand-to-hand, and she manages to wound one of his wings. He's beating the hell out of her. She like ripped he, it off. He, no, no, she cut a, ba- a piece of it. It's still yeah, there, sure. uh, but she cut a piece of it off. Um, but he was whooping. He was laying into her. He was beating that ass. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, this her, is, this her is lack of um, hand-to-hand combat really showed being in the lab all these years. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, I felt for her. Like, I felt the rage in her moves. Like, she – it was really like a, 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 a female panther on the, on the kill. Right, like just straight claws drawn. I'm going for blood, but Namor, Namor was he, he was smooth for the most part. 500 years of combat experience, be like, <laughs> yeah, they they fought in the air for a bit. Like he grabbed her up and flew her into the air for a bit. They fought on the ground. He ground and pounded. Um, she, like I said, uh, was able to rip into one of his wings on his ankles, causing him immense fucking pain. He was over it, um, but then he just picks up a spear and impales her. Stabs her, pins her to a rock. I'm like, what? Are, I'm like, are we gonna do this again? What are we? What are we doing here? Like, Kevin, what are y'all doing? What's the lesson you want me to learn from this, bro? That people just die. Everyone just fucking dies. Is that what's going on with this? I was like, wow, she is. She's stuck to that rock there. She is pinned. Um, I was I love, I love that he pins her. She pins him. I'm sorry. No, no, no he pins her to the rock, and then he's like, I, I'm just, like, I gotta go to the water, so I'm gonna leave you here, I'm gonna go try to get to the water. Um, <laughs> she remembers a talk with Killmonger, and that gives her the strength to escape and get between Namor and the water. Like, he did, she literally puts herself physically between him and what could save him. Right, a whole front backflip somersault superhero landing, like... <laughs> and then, in a letter... Signed from Ryan Coogler to the fans. Beaten, dehydrated, and about to pass out. My man Namor picks up both his fists like he's ready to do battle and says, Imperious Rex. And I turn to no one because no one would have gotten it around me. And I go, oh my God, he said it. (laughs) Yo, I I said it too. I'm like, yo, he said it. Imperious Rex. Yo, no, it was me. Like, 
one other dude like who yeah. got hype. <laughs> I got so hype for something that I never. I still don't know what it means. I still don't know what that said it, means. He said it. He said it in Mayan too. Like it, that. The oh my god. It's like it's like a call to arms from like Latin Roman. I mind. guess. <laughs> Did you mark out over there, Yogi? When it happened, I scream almost. Based. I, I try. I, I try not to in theater, but that was a big deal. I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, like it was a great thing. moment for it. Uh, like yeah. he said the thing. He said his thing. He says it all the time. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things, like the uh, from Pulp Fiction when Samuel Jackson goes, I, "I don't know what it meant. I just thought it was some cold shit I used to say before I killed the dude." <laughs> like, <it's> not, <laughs> like, like, like I was gonna say Imperius Rex. <laughs> um, but. Uh, your girl Shuri manages to say Wakanda forever and cross her arms and uncross them, which activates the jets of the Wakanda aircraft and torches Namor. When I tell you that when he caught fire and she put on the mask to stand there, I'm like, where are we going, Disney? Like, what are we? Am I gonna watch the protagonist of this film watch another man be burned to death like is she gonna sit here <laughs> in her outfit in her mask and just watch this man die but apparently he just got like kind of got really hey, badly injured somebody in my theater literally just like like said it like it was like smells like fried fish oh that's I terrible <laughs> he got fish sticks on the, on the menu terrible absolutely terrible uh, do you mind your boy going down like that, Yogi? No, nah, that's perfect. As he didn't, he didn't even die. He's fine. No, he didn't. He was, he was up. He was up the next day, just walking around like nothing. He's happened. up the next. Yeah, he totally was though. He was up <laughs> in like twenty minutes. Like twenty minutes, he's about to go to yeah, his people and be like, "Yo, listen, <laughs> we going home, right?" <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she has an opportunity to behead him, but is inspired by her mother Ramonda not to, and gives him the chance to yield so he can continue to lead his people, which is exactly what they did with Umbaku. Remember, like. He was yeah, like, your people need you. Yeah. I could kill you, but your people need you, so get it together. Um, they return to the battlefield together, and Namor gets his army to stand down. Later in Wakanda, we see more of the synthetic heart-shaped herbs being planted. Shuri thanks Riri for her help, but tells her that she can't keep the suit, which I'm like, yeah, because uh, you're about okay. to go to a show, so you can't take your movie shit with you uh. to the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's when uh, she tells it to, like, you know, you should come visit. She's like, you know, I can't. It's like, I'm a movie person. Don't you know? Uh, I am a movie person. <laughs> Don't you know? I'm significantly more expensive than you are. Yes. I can't show up on your show. <laughs> All right, so, so hold on, hold on. So we got Ironheart, Midnight Angels, Thunderbolts, Captain America, uh, New World Order. Yep. Uh, assumably Wakanda Forever or Black Panther 3 or wherever. I, I'll throw in Secret Invasion. The, uh, everybody's a scroll. Shuri is a scroll. Oh, Imagine after it. all this, all after this, all all this emotion out the window. She wasn't in the whole time. He's not the even T'Challa's real, real sister. The real He's one is fucking... still joking. No, in 2018 be... mode, bro, that would be the fucking worst. <laughs> that would be so bad. What are those? What are those? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, um. Shit. So. She gives her back her car that was just destroyed in Massachusetts. Okoye <laughs> res uh, rescues uh, Ross from captivity. That was good. 
Okay, so this is my wait, thing. Way to make it an obvious Wakandan, like, you know, snatch and grab. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, think it's like an Iron Man person. They came in a <laughs> Iron Man. And there's so many of those motherfuckers around. Yeah, how many motherfuckers around now? You know. <laughs> uh, so this is the part I wanted to talk about. Because we go to Warrior Falls, where we're supposed to crown Shiri as the Queen of Wakanda. But she mm. chooses not to attend. In the in her absence, Mbaku steps forward to challenge for the throne. If she does if she's not there to be crowned queen, and if no one challenges him, doesn't that make him the king of Wakanda? Unless yes, it does. Joking. She loses by default. Unless it's he's challenge day. The challenger has to appear, otherwise they forfeit. They default challenge they defor- day and she wasn't there. Because I can see her not wanting to be the ruler. I can see her wanting to be the protector, but not the ruler. And are we in a world where Umbaku is going to be the king of Wakanda with Shuri? Like, I I wonder what all that means. Or if this is all left up to be our own, tell our own devices, kind of, whether you choose your own end. never... We're oh, never no. gonna see uh, it's, Wakanda it's again. Happening. <laughs> We're no, actually it, never gonna see Wakanda again. Any of these characters. Oh no! Holy I'm shit. weak. The code open for the next movie is gonna be fucking. Oh my god! I can't believe that it Wakanda blew up. disappeared from the it, map. Oh no! It's Ridiculous. gone. I, I'm I'm calling the callback to um Civil War that you know King T'Chaka, you know still leader King of Wakanda at the UN, and T'Challa was Black Panther. Yes. You know, it's difference is king, and then it's because the Black Panther is always the protector of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. The Black Panther can be king if they so choose to be, you know, if they win that secession, da 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 da. But I think Shuri, as the tech head, the main like one doing all the tech, making all the weapons, and as Black Panther now, she's going to be the protector. She's going to make the defenses cooler because clearly Talakan proved that there's some, there's some holes in this massive yes. holes in this net that is the defense of Wakanda. That need to be plugged and re- be, you know, retooled. And, you know, Mbaku showed his leadership throughout the snap, throughout being basically being Queen Ramonda's right hand. And he showed his leadership throughout the movie just in general. So he deserves it. He earned the, the, the right to be king. He, the, the body, deserved it. <laughs> like, that, I'll, I'll, I'll salute to that. Yeah. Bafa! Do, do you think he has? Do you think he has a claim to do this? Do you think he has a claim to the throne, uh, Yogi? I mean, if he challenges and nobody's there, then then <laughs> anyway, that's just the way the tradition works. Tradition, which is which, 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 which is weird because I'm like in the year of 2022, they still do these ancestral rights of leadership versus like having democratic. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to judge. I'm a what? U.S. citizen. Democracy doesn't work for everybody in every country. No, I love it. I love it, bro. Because it's like, yeah, you got you know three PhDs, and you found a way to make renewable energy. But can you whoop my ass? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can, but you, beat can you beat me though? Can you fight me though? No. So what you talking about? Uh, <laughs> so Shuri visits Nakia in Haiti, where she burns her funeral ceremony robe like her mother wanted, allowing herself to finally grieve T'Challa. And the film ends, but. As somebody who lost somebody, I interpreted this scene a little bit differently um, because the way you basically see it is that she burns this stuff, then she kind of like 
you see like a quick quiet flashes of her and T'Challa's and memories and stuff like that and then she like laughs and then it she laughs through tears and then it ends um to me that laughter is because I think and in my head canon because no one can change it for me (laughs) I think (laughs) that she did feel T'Challa like her mother said she would and it was was a laugh of a scientist figuring out a miracle Yep, Something that, that she really can't, that she can't explain, that shouldn't work, that shouldn't be true, but in the moment of burning those, burning that garb, she did feel closer to her brother, and did feel her brother around her, and laughed at the idea that, you know, something that she fought against for so long, that you know, being able to bridge that gap of grief, uh, was was there, and and ultimately did help, and that I'm just glad. I'm just glad they uh, they fought the urge to do a CGI T'Challa ghost putting his hand. (laughs) That's a CGI hologram of (laughs) Michael Jackson. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And then they get in two different cars and they drive they drive in two different directions. (laughs) These are the same people that made the Princess Leia ghost. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. uh, Did you peep? In the scene that there was, there were once again, there was no music, but that was that final beat of Lost, like the fifth stage and acceptance. Like that yeah. laugh, the whole, like, wow, this is crazy. Like, it, it was real. My mom was right. He, our brother, my brother's in the wind. Like yeah. she's, my, my mom's in the wind. Like that, like, and, and the shout out to Lion King too. Like he lives in you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And man, yeah. he lives in me. Like I, Lion King beats. <laughs> The whole trip, same with the first Lion King. Like, Baba, is everything I the, the, the light touches was my kingdom? Like, yes, my son. Yes, everything yes. the light touches is Wakanda, and it is yours. Like, I felt it every every trip. I love God you giving. I, lo- I love you giving uh, <laughs> love to that film because I don't think people. A lot of people give love to that film. I always love the "He's Not One of Us" scene. That was a jacked up, one of the most jacked up. <laughs> Jabari, Jabari, they didn't kick the Jabari. That out zebra, the like, zebra, saying that shit. Oh, that's <laughs> deception. This <laughs> race. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that we know what's got happening in Black Panther three now. We know somebody's got to get X out. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. Uh, so there's no post credit scene. We do get a mid credit scene where uh, Shuri learns that Nakia has a son. Had a son with T'Challa named Toussaint, uh, who Nakia has been raising in secret, far from the pressures of the throne. Um, in a touching moment, Toussaint reveals that his Wakandan name is T'Challa. Uh, this was something that sadly was spoiled for me, but oh, no. oh. ultimately, how? Yeah. Um, I forget. It was something like where, like, I was reading something, and then it it ended. Like that's where it it like literally straight up spoiled and said what happened. Um, <laughs> so, hell. so it I was spoiled by this, but by the time that. Shuri starts to talk to him. I start getting emotional. Like he, their interaction, her and the kid. I was like, "This is getting at me." I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed to be getting at me, but it's getting. Who left this Wakandan? Now he was on the counter again. Those Wakandans. <laughs> those Wakandans. Those so, Wakandans. <laughs> but I, I, It was. It was. It was. It was rough. I was, you know, and then you know, my name means T'Challa and all that stuff. I'm just like. 
Damn. So when so like said I'm T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. I broke down. It was rough, man. Down. It was rough. I thought I was done getting emotional. There was a, there was a lady behind me that was like bawling. Was yeah. Was, wow. Damn. damn. <laughs> So is uh, tacked on or or uh, does it work? That fucking works. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I thought it was fine. I like it was just a thing. Like you know, he left behind. It happens in real life. So it's like I I, I know it had to happen uh, to me. So like that's very cool. Like yeah. my brain immediately started thinking like, yo, uh, throw him through the quantum van, age him up at the DS Sky the Endgame, uh. He can be the new Young Avenger. Uh, young Avenger. Like, yo, there's so many possibilities. It's the kid right, from this... uh, Next Avengers. That kid's movie. Yep. Oh, Azuri. Canon. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many possibilities. And once again, the future is bright for Wakanda. But with just this child, this kid's introduction, so many possibilities and so many directions they can Every, go in with this. Shit, shit, they can do the Wakandan intergalactic empire for all for all we know at this point. Everybody's like, where, 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 like, where did that vibranium meteor come from? Oh, it came from the intergalactic Wakandan empire. They were descended to Earth because they knew there was a faction of Wakandans that was on Earth that was sent there a long time ago and they were trying to help them out. I don't know. Kevin, make it happen. Because, you know. surprise kids, man. There's a lot of surprise kids popping up over here and the, these Avengers weren't too careful with what happened. But um, it's funny because there's a scene. I, I was rewatching Black Panther 1. And there's a scene after his fight with Killmonger where he's talking to Nakia and Nakia's saying something and he just kisses her. Right? And my sister goes, Wow, that was fast. And I goes, He almost died. And when they pull away from the kiss, he goes, I'm sorry, but I almost died. <laughs> like and I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, see? That's why this movie's so perfect because everyone does just what they naturally are gonna do. They almost like live while we're not watching. You know, when we come in, we're just get, getting glimpses of what they're uh, capable of and where their characters go and stuff like this. This felt like a natural progression. Um, I can see a lot of people thinking it's, it's tacked on the whole like the sun and, and all that stuff there. But I can see a situation in which in the years coming up, maybe Wakanda has a not so great leader. And Prince T'Challa has to now, you know, come up and, and, it, and take it, the throne. It's not like they haven't been planting avengers children throughout this whole phase like this is not some what? random thing it's not like thor just got a daughter it's not like wanda just went around looking for her kids you know it's not like ant-man is gonna start his daughter you know like or, or you know hawkeye with kate bishop yeah, come on. <laughs> yep and vision bought a roomba so he's he's handling, <laughs> he's handling I'm in love. With, and elijah Bradley's grandson <laughs> i'm in love <laughs> You do not Damn. understand, Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, zero zero one zero one one zero 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 one. <laughs> zero one zero one. <laughs> she just knows how to speak my language, man. Um, yeah, really, really, really good stuff. Um, I really, really like Namor in this, and I'm with him still alive. It's going to be cool to see what he does in the future. His big thing is that he feels like Earth, the rest of Earth, is going to come to come for Wakanda eventually. And when that happens, he'll be on the side of Wakanda against the rest of the surface world. My question is, is this something in the comics? Is this something teeing up for something? Or is this just 
kind of letting your mind wander as to think of the possibilities. It kind of feels like he set it up that way all along. <laughs> he did. It uh, does feel like that. Like did. his end game was to just be allies with Wakanda just to set he, up something. He heard that conversation Shuri had with her mother and thought she would be a leader that he could work with <laughs> if it pushed came Cause to she, show. Because she already has rage in her heart. Yeah. He's so like, let's, I like let's test where that rage is. And if I can't push her over, somebody else eventually will. And she'll remember yeah. what I and said. Then he schmoozed her the whole time, too. Like, <laughs> Facts. <laughs> schmoozed. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought Namora could have done more. You think really? that, that girl that died wasn't Namor, Namorita, right? No, no. That uh, was just some. Uh, there was just Atuma and Namora, his cousin. They did not introduce Namorita in this. Yeah, I made sure to look for her because I'm like, she was definitely uh, uh, on the um, squad that started the whole Civil War event. She yeah. Died. <laughs> she, she, died. she died badly. <laughs> <laughs> did, Atuma, did Atuma? Atuma didn't die, did he? I know that. Namora gets blasted by uh, Riri's Unibeam, but she's Unibeam. But she's yeah, alive. right. Unibeam. No, no, no one, no one died. Uh, wait, did Atuma die? Like I know him and Koye screwed up again. Did did Atuma die? Some of the comments Atuma died. I don't, <laughs> I don't smell fish sticks, so I'm assuming. Atuma, if you're listening, let, let us know, please. Um, I I just thought. I, I love that this whole civilization and their king still exists. It just, but we're going to get to that point where we fill in so many spots on the map that people need to start, you know, like, oh, how does he feel about the eternal that's in the ocean is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, I got questions for the man. Um, when they drop, how does he feel about uh, when, the, when in Washington they just dropped freaking helicarriers into his ocean <laughs> because they were going to go and uh, chew people to shit. You know, I want, I want, I want the man to speak. Um, but it was uh, an enviable task to be able to do a sequel to one of the best and biggest modern comic book movies to pay tribute to an amazing actor who defined a comic book character and to do the normal Marvel thing, which is to have, you know, laughs, humor spectacle and set up for the next phase of whatever this was going to be but i think given all of those tasks you can't have had a perfect film but this is as close as you can get with everything that was on the table there's little things i would change here and there i think personally the cia plot is a bit much and i think that they wanted riri in this but they weren't sure how they wanted riri in this and how we got there is a bit weird it's almost very similar to the spider-man thing where we sped through her origin to only backtrack her so she could tell it again somewhere else uh which is which is fine um it, it's in keeping with how black panther himself was introduced right in somebody else's film as a side character um so i i passed that i don't have many complaints I truly feel like this is an epic film in the sense like it feels like an event. But how do you feel about this sentiment, Yogi? I don't know how much I'll be willing to just watch this on a random Tuesday. It was long. Um, it was it was a fun like it was when you're first absorbing all the information, you might not like feel it. 
But yeah. I thought even while I was watching, I was like, man, some of this is gonna be uh skippable on the rewatch. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I even- I definitely felt like the raw stuff, like I'm watching through and even when I was watching and she met, she name dropped him and then the camera came down to him jogging, I'm like, I don't really wanna leave where we were right now. Like I don't wanna do this part of this. And they put like a red hot chili pepper song, which is like basic caucasity in my opinion i I was that's what i thought that was i love the peppers but in the same sense like that's what that felt like like that's what i thought it was let's just pick one and um in doing that it just made me say like so then why even show them like i don't need them to be around to be punching bags you know i don't need this weird divorce court thing going on here (laughs) um but the idea baby yeah like we might be seeing Right now, if Shuri decides to continue with the throne, we might be seeing the most ruthless ruler of Wakanda in recent years. Um, and I want to see how she responds to people coming after Vibranium, people coming after Wakanda, how she responds to possibly Wakandan scrolls. Is that a thing? Can that be a thing? Oh, uh, don't, yeah, bro, don't you do it. Don't you do it. He, so he he take that hit from Namor. He's gotta be he, like, he's gotta be he's gotta be one of those like in the comics where he's so under uh, he's so he's under control. he thinks he's Wakandan. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because I'm like he he the scrolls are kind of funny. Mbaku's pretty hilarious. I'm just saying. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Either that or one of the Dora. <laughs> how how is she gonna respond to all this? Is Aquarius uh, uh, back in the door or no? Uh they didn't. Uh, I believe so. But you I didn't imagine know if... because Shuri gave her a suit that she has. But some... the the Midnight Angels weren't in the door in the comics, though, right? Didn't no, they leave but, the door? She's they quit the door? Have, like if Shuri's the queen, then you figure Okoye gets like a bodyguard job or something, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's the same shit. Oh, in the comics. Okay, I, the Dora Milaje was uh, T'Challa's personal guard, and the Midnight Angels were like their spec ops covert team for out in the world. Yeah, but now with this, with the with the Midnight Angels, you know, show coming out, I think that's what they're gonna start doing with the Dora, with since Shuri is the Black Panther, with <laughs> the discovery of our brain, more of our brainium on the planet. They need Wakandans to go get that before anyone else gets it. That or, you know... Yeah, like an armored war situation where it's out. We got to keep them out for uh, the wrong hands. So a mission in Russia, a mission in Mexico, a mission, you know. And Arctic is like, there is a vibranium arms like war race. And the U.S. knows of it. Like, Val- Matto Hydra was in on the whole conversation that, you know, Ross was having. And so do you think those Akoya beads? We know what the name is tied to. I need you to say it right here on the podcast. Do you think she will ultimately be revealed to be straight up Madam Hydra, or do you think this is some kind of quasi? You know how they just sometimes pick a car- comic book character out. Yeah, it's gonna be one kind to make it. I honestly don't see it. You don't, don't see don't... the Return of Hydra? No, I, I mean not it. even that. I I'm sure they'll bring it back at some point. It's a pretty it's a pretty big uh, thing. And 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 you can use some more punching bags. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, we need more fodder. <laughs> but I don't like, see it. You don't see it, Madam Hydra? I don't see it. I think they really like this 
just in case we uh, can afford Samuel Jackson anti Nick Fury. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I told I I feel I feel it coming. There has been a massive like Hydra shaped hole in the MCU since Red Skull got like was chilling on Vormir, and right. since the Russo brothers confirmed he's free and he can do whatever he wants, Hydra is not gone. They're still around. The fact that um, besides Alexander Pierce's character, that other uh, Security Council character was was ousted to be a um, Hydra uh, agent right. in uh, one of the movies. So it's like they're still around her. And with NWO, New World Order, that was a whole thing in the Captain America movies where Red Skull wanted to start a New World Order. Yeah. <laughs> like that, I can't. The, the Marvel Bone Emmy just no Hydra is coming back, and they're probably going to show more of the lieutenants, those famous Hydra characters. Are there Baron Strucker, Madam Hydra, uh, the Kraken? Um, uh, who was the uh, who was that other one? There's like so oh, many of them. Uh, the, the, the samurai dude. dude, the samurai dude, yeah, the samurai dude. And who's the one that mind control Sharon Carter to shoot Steve Rogers in um, at the Civil War? Doctor Faustus. Faustus. Yeah, like there's so many Hydra stories left to be told. In just with did, MWO. We didn't get Sin, right? We didn't get Sin. Vasco's daughter. Oh my god! Oh my god! I thought. Yeah, she oh my god! I, I remember everybody thought the redhead girl from well, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was was uh, gonna be her. Huh. Not even, not even close. It was no, <laughs> no, it, no, but um. Yeah, the legacy is already there. It's built in that she that you could do a sin. Um, I was gonna ask if there's any telepaths to, that uh, Red Skull could take the brains of, because that's a whole thing, you know. <laughs> that they could find somewhere, but I don't know if I don't know if there's any on this earth uh, that he can he can do that with. But yeah, Marvel would have some balls to do access to make the the heroes bad and the villains good. If I still want to see if they're gonna shoot alive. the Watcher. That's what I'm want to see. Are you guys gonna shoot the oh Watcher or what? <laughs> you want to do it? They exist. They Who shot JR? But we saw him in Guardians 2. We saw that the watches are a thing. I, I, it's always Maggie Simpson. Whenever these situations come up, just blame Maggie Simpson. She's always, she's known to uh, randomly shoot at people. So, you know, <laughs> that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm putting my money at. But your money, do you guys see a Black Panther 3 happening? I know that, uh, I think Kevin Feige said, he would love to see these characters return. He's probably the biggest subject matter expert on the whole thing. But mm. there was a lot of rumors that this took a lot to get done, that there were some problems uh, possibly with uh, vaccinations or, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, telling a story like this can be exhausting. So uh, the idea of trying to get through this for a third time uh, could be something that is intimidating to writers, to directors. Do you guys see a, a part three in the work for this? I think the story will continue in something else. <laughs> I think for a while because yeah. I don't see them uh, being able to do another movie like this. I, I, I uh, it, it, it was a special situation because you know, like the 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 thing was built around Chadwick. Yeah, right? and then you <laughs> yeah. just had the you had the second one on the schedule already, and it's like, well, you make this one, and now his presence kind of looms over it, right? Well, now what do you do now? Now that both of now it's entirely gone. Yeah, you just make it. You just make it a Shuri movie. And I I don't know that they have the confidence to do that. <laughs> yeah, they don't even know what yeah. that looks like. She don't even. She didn't yeah. even want to. She was really. She was willing to risk the job, right? They're like, man, what are we? Our right, first day. <laughs> somebody like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, no, I definitely agree with you, Yogi. We're definitely going to see like the story or at least the consequences, the aftermath of Wakanda Forever played out across multiple different shows and movies. Like I, I, I believe that's happening most definitely. I, I can't, I can't not think that's not going to happen. Like this movie was so massive in scope. There's, there's plenty of implications to see just the shockwaves of this, of this movie just be reverberated throughout the rest of the phases. But like, um, oh, man, we probably won't see another Black Panther movie until like Phase Seven, you know, like where mutants start getting like really just introduced, and you know, we could possibly see a young T'Challa meet a young Storm. Waiting for yeah. that. I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. Phase <laughs> seven. That's happening. You heard it right here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think that. Um... You know, in a world where we'll get our biggest gap between Avengers films with this with this next uh, Avengers film, probably what is it like a good seven year, rough roughly gap between yeah yeah six or seven years. Wow. Um, oh wow, yeah. And you Holy see how crap. long that even feels, even though it's not that long when you can when you consider some of the sequels from things in the nineties. You know, sometimes they don't get a sequel for ten years or something like that, or twenty, um, or twenty. <laughs> Um, so, you know, given that nature, I could do, like you said, a good five-year pause on it. I think Strange, Strange's movies are six years apart, Dr. Strange's movies. Yep. But you never... uh, 20, what? Yeah. 22. 2022. And so you never, but you never felt without him because they managed to sprinkle him around the Avengers films, No Way Home, stuff like that. So I can still see, you know, the, the inclusion of characters like Shuri, Okoye, you don't gotta include Ramonda anymore. You know, you're kind of dwindling down things over there as far as who you gotta, who we expect to see, <laughs> um, and who's costly. You know, so um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see some of these characters and themes pop up. I, I'm always big on consequences. Like, if any of this stuff can reverberate throughout the other projects, so I'm very interested to see because they didn't say anything about seeing uh, the entire Egyptian skyline shift over. Uh, but uh, right, but, or the but then, then it didn't happen. Maybe that didn't happen yet. We don't know. Like we said, this call could be the week after T'Challa. I mean, after Endgame, and then a year after that. You know. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Man, those time jumps. Damn you, Marvel. They know what they do. Right. They know they what they it's do. It's so much harder to keep the timeline in order because they don't want us to. Anyway, <laughs> they don't want us to. They gonna tell us what the timeline is. That's it. <laughs> they don't want us questioning, <laughs> questioning none of it. They're the TVA. It's all coming together. It's all coming together, man. It's all it's coming all together. together. It's but all you, coming together because it's all connected. Yes, and we, you know, this is in a lot of ways the last uh, project in Phase Four. Next week, we actually have the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I think is the actual actual last project in Phase Four. So, yeah. if you guys want to see things uh, continue in the full scope of the marvel cinematic universe make sure you join us next week where we will be covering that um but after that episode we are actually going to rank the phase four villains and i even you know just thinking about this now like it's even hard for me to would think of where i would put namor because i think he is so much more of an anti-hero in this than an actual uh villain but yeah, I'm excited for the rest of the MCU. I'm excited for what we're continuing to do here as part of the Major Issues podcast. And I want to thank you guys for listening this far into the episode. 
you can find every single episode of the Major Issues podcast at comicbookclick.com, the one stop for everything Comic Book Click, including articles about us. Every single episode of Major Issues Podcast, like I said, it's where you can buy our merchandise by clicking on that Shop CBC link. If you hit support comic book click, you'll be transferred over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse, where for as little as $3 a month, 10 cents a day, you can help us keep our lights on here. It helps us afford the hardware and the software that we need as we continue to try to evolve alongside things like the MCU. I feel like the MCU is going to outlive me at this point. I wonder how yeah, that's going to look. Yeah, I wonder how all that's going to look. Um, but tell us how we're looking. Rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. I've been to the future where we are the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't tell you how we did it because then I'll break the timeline and it won't happen. And next thing you know, Ezra Miller's Batman. That's the thing nobody wants. So (laughs) make sure, right? Come on, I'm telling you. So (laughs) make sure that you guys are spreading the good word for the Major Issues podcast, telling a friend to tell a friend uh what's going on over here make sure that you're reaching out to us on social media by going to facebook.com slash comic book click instagram at comic book click or you can use that hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest and latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media don't forget we're at major issues cbc on twitter that's a lot of links but every single one of them are going to be in your show notes or the episode description of this podcast uh so you can go ahead and click around there I know that you are doing some big things over at Dirt Sheet Radio. John, would you like to tell the people? We're about find? to do episode 100, 100 episodes of Dirt Sheet Radio. Who thought? Who would have thought? Mm, 100 episodes, huh? 100 episodes. Is there, room on, is there room on that couch? Oh, there's room on this couch. Mm. Yes. Mm. You hear him. Stay He's tuned. implying things. Implication. <laughs> Implication. Implication. <laughs> That's huge, though. A hundred episodes of the Dirty Radio podcast. You guys are killing it all over social media, tackling professional wrestling. But more than that, it started as a pro wrestling page. It's now blown up as a, a almost a cover all of all things pop culture. Um, we, you guys, just announced that Ash Ketchum. Is now Pokemon champion of the world. Amazing. You understand? Know like the, what? He's done it. Yeah, he did it. He he's Stop. become the greatest trainer on the planet. He, it's good. It in it is good. Yeah. It's a good show. It's a. I hadn't watched it in a long time. I, I, I was searching Netflix and I saw they had a uh, one that they made or they paid for, and I was like, "Well, let me see this." And yeah, it was fucking great. This is- I usually see Japan all lined up outside watching this uh, moment. Yeah, like in, on <laughs> giant screen, Okay, like that's what that square. was? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's worth it, bro. That's long-term storytelling right there. He wanted to be the very best, and he did it in my lifetime. Like that's- 12 years old with 20 years of experience. Make it make sense, Sway. Hey, he killed it. He killed Every it. job's uh, dream applicant. I'm done. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But yeah, go and follow everything that's going on over there at Dirty Radio. I'm going to go ahead and include a link for them uh, alongside all the other links in here so you guys can get to them quick. Check out episode 100. Who knows who's going to be on there? 
but yeah man we're gonna be doing a bunch of stuff with marvel then we're gonna end the year out by kind of trying to predict what's going to happen next year talk about the best and worst of what happened this year so many more episodes um but uh i'd be remiss if you didn't i didn't tell the people a rob uh where they can find you on twitch here you know follow me at A-Rob the Marvel God and all the things you know I'm out here on Twitch Omega Avenger 26 sharing all the funny clips catch me my friends doing all the ridiculous things and shenaniganistic uh but you know we also be talking about Marvel so you know joining on the conversation you can also once again follow me on all the social medias hey buddy my dog's right here with me uh, <laughs> once again that name is A-Rob the Marvel God I'm out here on Twitter Instagram Facebook all the things so you know just like out for all the Marvel delicious content Yes, yes, yes. So follow these two men. Follow us next week. But I guess that's all for this week. So there's nothing else left to say. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. This is John Escobarro. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You go. You go, Yogi. Go. It's <laughs> John Escobarro, a.k.a. Yogi. This is your boy, Rob, a.k.a. Rob the Marvel God. And this <laughs> has been our Black Panther Wakanda Forever recap and review. And remember, timing's everything. And also remember, <laughs> whether you've lost a loved one and are still grieving, whether you feel like you're alone in the world after a traumatic experience or just hoping to feel those you lost lifting you up, remember death is never the end. Remember you are never alone. Remember, you're always with the click. And always remember that you, yes you, are worthy.